Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows, in addition to kinda whatever. Mainly, we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I am your host, Holden Sutter, joined by my co-host, Jimmy Youthy. Man, I can't wait to talk about Jurassic World today. <laughs> <laughs> Among all the other things we have to talk about this week. Uh, yeah, we do. We've, we've got a great episode for you this week, featuring our review of... Bam! Jurassic World Dominion. Bam! The fourth episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Bam! The fourth episode of The Boys. Bam! All of Stranger Things. <laughs> oh, Holden, why did you shoot me four times? I'm sorry, Jimmy. It was... <laughs> we had to end this podcast somehow. I did not want to go through a two-hour long one today, so... <laughs> yeah, um... Not all of Stranger Things, Holden. Just season four, volume one. Yeah, true. Silly goof. All of the new episodes that have come out in the last month. All right, so if I go on a tangent, Holden's going to shoot me again. (laughs) Bam. Oh, jeez. Let's dive right in, huh? That one movie podcast. Stomp. First, Jimmy, we've got to do the toms. Oh boy, Holden, jolly good time. The toms, the toms, the toms, the toms. Toms is a rapid-fire segment where we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Toms, Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw's the highest, Bombadil's the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Jimmy, let's get to it. Jolly good. Jolly good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so first off, a few trailers to talk about. Uh, we have, finally, uh, the long-in-development Black Adam trailer. Um, this movie, I feel like has been in production since forever. Dwayne Johnson just keeps saying he's going to make this movie. Uh, but now he finally is, I guess. (laughs) Since Dwayne Johnson was a wee pebble. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, it's the new, uh, DC superhero movie or super villain story. Oh yeah. Wow. He's going to be a superhero. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so Black Adam, uh, context for the comics from what little I know of him, he's he is a villain, but he's also kind of an anti-hero. He's a, he's a conflicted character in the DC canon, Jimmy. Um, he's essentially a, a bad Shazam. Bad Sham. Bad Shazam. He's uh, that that's just, that's what he is. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he has a very interesting backstory. I don't they know should much about call him it. Bazinga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they should. Uh, uh, what'd, you, what'd you think of this trailer, Jimmy? Uh, I, I wouldn't say it got me any more or less excited for this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, therefore, we're, I'm going to give it a Bergeron because it's, you know, just neutral. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you got The Rock. He's such a charismatic actor. Yeah. You know, I would, uh, I'd like, I, I like seeing him on screen, but I mean, I'm not sure if this movie's seems like i don't think it's adding anything to the genre and i i get it's supposed to be an anti-hero thing the trailer didn't didn't do anything for me necessarily i don't think it looks awful we'll just have to wait and see i guess holden you're probably uh, a better person to talk to you probably have a stronger take on this so i'd like to hear your words uh first of all uh, pierce brosnan uh it's fun 
I like yeah, I just like seeing him pop up in things. Um, people seem to be. I don't know much about the character of Doctor Fate, but people seem to be happy happy with that casting choice. So uh, good on them. Jolly good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this movie just looks very like brown and yellow. It looks like a, <laughs> that, uh, that a Call of true. Duty game from the late two thousands. Honestly, <laughs> like <laughs> I thought, Call of Duty games from the late two thousands were more just gray. Uh, okay, yeah, you're you're right. Um, but, but to be still, fair, that was every game from the late two thousands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If it's even just games, if there are no colors, it means they're better graphics. Yeah, yeah, it's more gritty and serious. Um, but yeah, I. I think from that aspect, it visually just doesn't look very interesting. Um, I mean, they're really trying to push that Black Adam is, is a villain, which, I, as you said, he's going to end up being a hero. I really want him to not end up being a hero. I think it would be so much cooler if we actually got a villain story where they don't just become a hero at the end. But I don't think that's going to happen. It does look like he's going to kill people. That's fun. Um, but it's yeah. probably just going to be like evil mercenaries that, cause that's what Venom and Morbius did. So, uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, killing people is one of my top five favorite hobbies. Yeah. Uh, hold it. You know what else is brown and yellow? What? You know what else is brown and yellow? What? Poop I don't and know. pee. So there's my analysis there. Very good. <laughs> so you can say this movie looks like my toilet. Nice. Bazinga. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jolly good. Yeah, this that's the vitamin D hitting you, Jimmy. <laughs> you're saying you're on some sort of weird high right now. I had too uh, much sun today out at the <laughs> lake. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, I think I'll give this a Bergeron. Um, whatever, man. We'll we'll watch it. <laughs> yep. Good thing we spent like three minutes talking about the Black Adam trailer. What's next, Holden? Uh, the Prey trailer. Um, this uh, is the new Predator movie, uh, the famous science fiction film franchise, which really only has one good movie in it <laughs> it's kind of just more of like recognizable uh but this one uh i was very interested in from the announcement because it like concept wise just seems really cool and like they're trying something new with this existing franchise um what you think of is it dan trachtenberg i mean it said from the director of clover yeah Ten he's clover directing Film. it yeah he's a very good director um so 10 Cloverfield Lane, he did. He did Playtest, an episode of Black Mirror, mm-hmm. which is very good as well. When that guy's like in a, it's like a virtual reality thing. Spooky, spooky. Yeah. U.S. agent. Um, He also did uh, the pilot for the boys. So that's also oh, that's right. that's a, right. a thing that he did. Uh, so very good stuff. Jolly good. I'm excited from that perspective. I did not. <laughs> I was like, why are we watching this trailer? And we start watching it. And I'm like, wait, is, is this a Predator movie? <laughs> um, and then it and then it was the Predator font at the end. I'm like, oh, it looks pretty good. Um, yeah. D- Dan Trachtenberg. I mean, 10 Cloverfield, 10 Cloverfield Lane is excellent until the last 15 minutes or so. And the studio is like, make it a Cloverfield movie. <laughs> <laughs> quick, quick. Um but yeah, he's a he's a very good director. I would be excited to see anything he makes, including this. So I'm gonna give it a Brokaw. Jolly good. Yeah, and I I mean the movie looks well shot. Um, it's I like I said the whole concept of you know going back in time and it's more na- it's like Native Americans versus uh, the predator. I believe it's Comanche. Um, but and then it looks like there's some like. Uh, 
I don't know, uh, just a lot of cool woods, a lot of cool bows and arrows. I like this. The whole idea with the predator is that he kind of adjusts his their like um, hunting abilities to match that of like the per- that, that of what they're hunting. So it's not. I mean, people are like, oh, it's a alien versus you know these. Uh, people in the past it's gonna be a, a sweep nah man he's he's gonna adjust accordingly that's what he does um but i saw one of the top comments on youtube because the bear is in the trailer and they're like it's nice that they're getting the bear from the revenant more acting roles he's a good, <laughs> he does a good job I thought that's that was comical funny. i have not seen any of the alien excuse me the predator movies except for like the final third of alien versus predator I saw when I worked at a, a TV station that only that exclusively pay, played mediocre movies, so. <laughs> and I was pretty entertained. Okay, watching yeah, it I, on like a five-inch screen. I I would if we have a gap week, honestly, before this comes out, I would be interested in uh, rewatching Predator and seeing what you think of that. Not the but, new one, right? No, but, not the new one. Okay. The the original is Schwarzenegger in the original. Mm-hmm. Is that when he's like, "Get to the chopper." Yeah, <laughs> he has a lot of iconic lines that come from that movie. <laughs> I'll be back, Terminator. Yeah, that's not that's not from Predator. Is there a Terminator versus the Predator? No, there should there, be. There, that seems like something they've made in the comics or something because there's they've done a lot of weird Predator crossovers. Has in Batman the fought the Predator? Yeah, I think Batman has fought the Predator. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get that. I'm like, that sounds like a thing that has happened. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it has. That's awesome. Jolly good. All right. I gave it a Brokaw. Did you give it a... Okay. Next thing. I'm glad we're spending so much time on these trailers when we have nothing else to talk about this week. Yeah. Uh, Final trailer, uh, Nope. The new Jordan Peele movie. Uh, We've been complaining that we just get the same trailer before every movie with this. We've seen the original Nope trailer so many times, but now we have a new one. Um, Yeah. Uh, What did you think of it, Jimmy? Uh, just gives us a little bit more insight into what's going on. They're trying to, it sounds like they're trying to catch these aliens on film. Mm-hmm. But there seems to be some trouble to doing that. And people seem to be taken. I think they're still hiding a lot from us. Um, yeah. Still and holding. I'm like, I don't think Jordan Peele would allow a studio to kind of reveal his, his secrets before the film comes out. So I'm excited. We thought about not watching this trailer, but I was like, you know, they're just going to play it before every movie until July 22nd <laughs> anyway. So we might as well just bite the bullet now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was going to be excited for this movie regardless. And this trailer did not do anything to make me think differently. So I will give it a brokaw. Yeah, I just think the whole concept of, you know, like taking old alien abduction, like Roswell, those stories and everything and turning it into this weird horror movie. It's so cool and honestly hasn't been done to at least to this degree too much that I'm aware of. I mean, obviously we have alien invasion stories and abductions, but this seems more just like it's very influenced by the like the past and those urban legends and everything. So. I hope it has it's one of the required uh, films Jordan Peele had people watch before making the movie. You know how directors do that. Mm-hmm. I'd like to think that Jordan Peele made them watch that early 2000s Scooby-Doo movie where the alien abduct- abductors come to like Utah. Oh, yeah, the Alien Invaders. Yeah, that's a banger, man. That is. The um, spoiler I- alert, but Shaggy's girlfriend and her dog turn out to be aliens. I hope uh, they made them watch Skinwalker Ranch. 
<laughs> and listen to the pod. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Bro cause from us. Holden, are we out of trailers? Yeah, we're out of trailers. Oh, no. How are we going to haul but, things? Uh, well, I guess we have a few other things in the news category we can talk about. Okay. Uh, one of the biggest things this week, Jimmy, uh, was uh, we just talked about Todd Phillips last week. And believe it or not, um, he just announced a sequel to Joker. This you week. know what will make it less pretentious? If we put French as the subtitle. Oh, well, just you wait, Jimmy. Oh, no. The subtitle uh, for the Joker uh, sequel is, I'm I'm going to pronounce this incorrectly, uh, Folly Adieu, something like that. Um, supposedly, I uh, it means madness for two, uh, which is referring to an actual uh, mental disorder that is shared between two or more people. So. Genius. Fantastic. Yeah, you, you make the subtitle something about insanity. That's that's some real uh, hard work there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And yeah, and so it was announced by Todd Phillips posting a video or a photo of the script on Instagram, and the next photo was Joaquin Phoenix uh, reading the script, looking so. cool, smoking a cig. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, <laughs> the movie does not need a sequel. Like, I don't. What are they gonna do? <laughs> I, I mean, I guess it's it'll be interesting to find out. I. I don't like to cheer against movies, but I wouldn't hate it if this movie turned out to just be terrible <laughs> and exposed Todd Phillips as not a very good director. But you know what? I'd rather have a good movie. So yeah. it's a win-win for me. Honestly, <laughs> just way. don't be mediocre. Yeah, I was going to say, if it's painfully mediocre, then... Then he should have just called it meaty joker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you are you're not on a good streak. Today. Jolly good. Um, Would you like a saltwater toffee? Okay. <laughs> the um the subtitle makes me think that it's gonna involve Harley Quinn, right? That would make sense. Oh, to me. That, yeah, sure. Um, which we haven't really gotten a cool like Harley Quinn origin really in live action, and I think like with the world that Todd Phillips has established, I think that you could go very dark and interesting with that story. Um. Let's just not make it a, a straight copy of other movies, eh? Let's do something original. <laughs> yeah, what other 80s movie could he rip off this time? I don't know. <laughs> Is Taxi Driver 80s? Um, yeah, it's 70s. 70s. King of Comedy's like early 80s. I think yeah. Taxi Driver's like 70s, 70s, 80s. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, that that time. You know, that time. Uh, um, Bombadil, Olden. I don't want to... <laughs> I, I guess I'm curious... We'll see. Bombadil, though. They should it is kind of funny way. how our tune on Joker has changed so much over time. Um, but, yeah. I'll, I'll give it a Bergeron. I'll remain cautiously optimistic. Um, Joaquin Phoenix is, can be pretty picky with his roles, so I don't know. He doesn't typically seem like someone that does it just for the money to me, so... Honestly, like I remember liking Joker at first, and then I think I watched all of Todd Phillips' interviews. I'm like, wait a second. He doesn't know what he's talking about at all and that's like oh no he did just rip off all these movies i yeah it's not a (laughs) it's not an homage when you just copy them yeah i mean i i definitely still enjoy it at least as of last time i watched it but it's it's lost a lot of its luster i think it's i think it's a fine movie and if you enjoy it i don't i like i yeah 
I think great. You enjoy the movie. It's a fun movie to not a fun, but it's it's a good movie to watch. But I would. It is not like original. <laughs> it's not a, a masterpiece in my yeah. opinion. Like and it doesn't people. do anything that it samples like in the best way. Because like both King of Comedy and I guess I haven't seen Taxi Driver, but I assume Taxi Driver is better than <laughs> Joker. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's what I will say about that. But let's mm-hmm. keep it rolling. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Bergeron. Uh. Scream Six. And there's a little bit of drama with this movie this week. Um, apparently, Nev Campbell is not returning as series veteran uh, Sydney Prescott. Um, the quote that she uh, sa- her quote was, sadly, I won't be making the next Scream film. As a woman, I have had to work extremely hard in my career to establish my value, especially when it comes to Scream. I felt the offer that was presented to me did not equate to the value I have brought to the franchise. It's been a very difficult decision to move on. To all my Scream fans, I love you. You've always been so incredibly supportive to me. I'm forever grateful to you and to what this stran- franchise has given me over the past 25 years. Ooh. See, that makes it sound like she's playing hardball. Yeah. I think they just uh you think they're gonna shell out the uh the big money bags? I, f- I feel like it, I feel yeah, like this it, is one of those things you see this happens and then oh here's a bunch more money. We we can work it out. <laughs> yeah, I hundred percent that's what I think is gonna happen. Especially since I mean like people really do like love that character and I, it seems to be general cons- I mean yeah there's other celebrities that I've seen that are like oh yeah good for you Nev like don't don't just uh do whatever um but yeah I think I yeah, think as long she- as she's like I want a hundred million dollars to be in this scream movie for <laughs> two minutes and a pair what she deserves she you know she's been a franchise staple so mm-hmm. give her the money that's yeah. what I say. Yeah. I think I think my prediction is she will be back. Um, but as of right now, she isn't. So it's very possible that she won't. All right. Uh, well, pay her the money. That's what I say. That's my official rating. Yeah. Bergeron, pay her the money. Pay her the money. Um, new Marvel movie was announced this week. Uh, the Thunderbolts. Uh, now, for the Thunderbolts, it's a new team. But basically, just imagine Marvel, uh, the Suicide Squad, but Marvel. Okay. That's what the Thunderbolts is. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds that sounds dumb. <laughs> I'm going to just say Bombadil, I guess. I I we don't need that. Yeah, it, I like I don't know. That seems weird to have Is US I mean, agent going to be on it? I th- that's what people are like predicting. I I and I think is um uh, is Julie Louis-Dreyfus is she going to be like the What's her name? The what's the, the Amanda Waller? Amanda Waller of this. That, Is that would what make she's se- doing. That would make sense. Um, so in the comics, typically it's General Ross who is like the Hulk's arch enemy, one of his big uh, enemies. But the actor who played uh, uh, General Ross has passed away since then. Uh, William Hurt. Because he was last in Black Widow, um, but he has passed away since. So, yeah, I'm guessing they're going to have Julie Louis-Dreyfus do it. Yep. I still think it sounds pretty dumb. So I'm <laughs> Especially since they're not going to make it R-rated. Bombadil for me. Yeah. Uh, but uh, maybe it's good. So Yeah. But I, The director they have no. attached, his name, his name is Jake Schreier, uh, and I'm not familiar with any of his other works. So, a new face, but... Could be good, could be bad. We'll see. I'll give it a Bergeron, I think. 
Jolly good. Jolly good. Yeah. Uh, and then the last thing, real quick, uh, from movies is uh, they're making, for some reason, uh, the Cobra Kai creators are making a Duke Nukem movie. <laughs> I, I don't know a ton about Duke Nukem, but um, it, isn't it? Is that the one where they were going to make a sequel and it never happened? Or No, it did eventually come out, but it was like and really bad. And it was awful. Bad. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Because it, it was in development since the 90s, and then it came out like 2012 or something. It was just terrible. Isn't Duke Nukem very crude? Yeah, he is. That's that's one of the things I'm wondering about, because he is a very, very much a 90s like character. He's very... Get like, canceled today? What? Would he get canceled today? He would get canceled, yeah. 100%. Um, but... I, I really like like Duke Nukem 3D, the uh, the game that kind of put him on the map from the 90s. That's a very good early first-person shooter. The humor is crude, but it is pretty funny. Um, I don't know. I, this seems like a bad idea, but people are saying that they want John Cena to be Duke Nukem, and I think that would work. I think that would work, too, from what I know. Purely by appearance. <laughs> and he's got the comedic chops. Yeah, he does. I'm going to go Bergeron. Yeah, I'll give I'll go Bergeron on that too. Um, yeah, that's it. We'll go on to Tog, that one gaming podcast. That one gaming podcast. Uh, some exciting Sony news this week. There's actually a lot of gaming news. We're not going to be covering all of it because one was the Xbox Bethesda showcase. I haven't looked at anything from it yet. It just came out today, and I've been busy. And we're um, PS5 fanboys, so we don't talk about yeah. Xbox stuff. <laughs> no, the, I saw I, they showed, like, Starfield gameplay and stuff, so I want to watch some of that. But, um, yeah, there's that. And then there was Summer Game Fest earlier this week, which we're going to cover something from, but there was a bunch of other announcements. We're not covering it. We're sticking to our Sony fanboyisms because we're going to talk about The Last of Us and the announcements that happened with that. Oh, yeah. And there so, was a lot. There was a lot of Last of Us stuff. Yeah, there was. There was a whole, like, 13-minute interview with Neil Druckmann. I guess the gameplay trailer was in there, too. But So they said that they've completely built this game from the ground up for the PS5. Mm-hmm. And at first you're like, oh, I don't really, I'm like, I, I don't, I can't really tell. But then they show like the PS, you know, three or remastered against the the new one. You're like, oh yeah, no, that is different. Um, I, some of the comparison shots I did not think looked that much better. I, I thought it looked like just different, but it like wasn't necessarily better. Like some of the character model stuff, honestly, I was like, remastered still looks good. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It does. I'm more interested. Did they did they change the gameplay? They said they completely overhauled the AI and stuff. Like, is that the gameplay though? Like, if you put the part two gameplay in part one, that's great. Graphically, I mean, if it's a great looking version of the first game, that's awesome. But if you're gonna be charging seventy dollars, I think it needs to have the gameplay of part two as yeah. well. Not that I like don't like the gameplay of part one, but part two it is just so seamless and mm-hmm. glossy, and the animations are incredible and everything. So just just put that in part one. That's what I gotta say. But um, seventy dollars for that. There was like a hundred dollar version that sold out like instantaneously too. Jesus. <laughs> um. So I'm excited. I will get it eventually. If if not day one, we'll see. 
once we see more of the actual gameplay of it. It's coming out September 2nd or something, I believe. Yeah. Oh, I I feel like it was it, it was recently that we were just talking about the like Sony's release window is pretty sparse, so that's what they were hiding, I think. Yeah. That was their big early fall, late summer release and branding it as part 1. Yeah. Um interesting. So, yeah, there's that and then they talked about the multiplayer game, the standalone game that is <laughs> that Neil Druckmann said you'll see more of that next year. Which makes me think uh, that's not coming out until 2024, Um, which interesting. But one of the things that stood to me was that he mentioned there is going to be a story in that Mm -hmm. game, and that's taking place somewhere else. It looked like San Francisco to me, but I didn't read that. So don't uh, take that with a grain of salt. I believe it's San Francisco. So they're sticking to their West Coast roots there. Yeah. and that perked my interest or piqued my interest as the actual expression goes it piqued my interest because i'm like well that's cool i'd like to play another last of a story but will it require multiplayer i hope not here's so my thought on it is i don't i mean neither of us really like multiplayer games but if someone could get me to do it i think naughty dog could yeah, I was like, like, I hope it's not multiplayer because then I'd have to play with Holden. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, if if it's, I mean, obviously, if it's like a co-op thing, we could just do it and that'd be fun. But if it's like an online thing, I think I'm, I'm still like, in, I'm interested but hesitant. Like, yeah, like I would, I, I, there's still potential for me to do it. it well, as we see more, I'll kind of decide that, and you know, when reviews come out. But not typically an online multiplayer kind of guy, but I. would I'm open to it. Yeah. Look at you, Holden. So open-minded. <laughs> uh, the last thing, then, that Neil Druckmann talked about was the Last of Us HBO series mm-hmm. um, with, of course, Pedro Pascal and the young actress, who I am forgetting her name. Bella Ramsey. Bella Ramsey, also Game of Thrones veteran, standout, both of them from Game of Thrones. Uh, oh. Pedro Pascal, obviously the Mandalorian as well, Jin mm-hmm. Darn. Um, he's in everything these days. He's in everything these days. He's in the the new uh, <laughs> Nick Cage movie. I forgot Nick Cage's name for a second. That's <laughs> Wonder Woman 1984. Wonder Woman. That's right. Forgot that movie existed. Probably <laughs> for the best. Um, so yeah. So he's saying that hey, look, we're getting the dailies, the footage from uh, the set. They just wrapped filming the day after this uh, happened. And um, he was saying it looks incredible. He's like, this is going to be the best video game adaptation. So big, big claims from Neil Druckmann. Neil Druckmann Uh, directed an episode too, right? Yeah, he did, which is cool. Uh, Then they wheeled out Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson too. That's cool. They brought him out on stage and they're like, wait a second. Actors from the video game. They played Joel and Ellie in the video game. Good clarification. And they're like, wait a second, you're not the live action Joel and Ellie. And they're like, no, we're not. But we have roles in the show that are not insignificant. <laughs> it's just going to be cool. distracting. Every time I like have seen Ashley Johnson in any other role. I mean, I've even seen like seen her do other voice acting. I just I only hear Ellie. <laughs> You've seen her do other voice acting? Yeah, I've seen her do other voice acting. <laughs> okay. You've watched her in the booth do the yeah. voice acting? Yeah. Hmm. Very I nice. can't remember. There was, there was like some big animated show I watched that she was like a major part of, but I can't remember off the top of my head. 
Um, so that was that was interesting. I, I was not expecting that. And uh, I'm like, it would be cool if Troy Baker was playing David, who is played by Nolan North in the game. The cannibal guy in the winter. Cannibal time. guy. Cannibal guy. Um, I'm st- I'm guessing they're not that significant roles, so it's not like they're going to be. In a- I bet they're featured in like one episode as yeah. these people that Joel and Ellie run into. They might even be based on people who are not in the game. I would think. I would also sure. think that's the episode that Neil Druckmann would direct. Yeah, that would make sense. But yeah, I think it's going to be really good. They showed a picture of Joel and Ellie from the front. It was from the museum section of the first game, which is pretty early on, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to it. That's coming out later this year. I'm going to give all those things Brokaw's. Yeah, Brokaw for me. All right, any other news this week, Holden? Uh, that just we're gonna quick, cover? God of War uh, had a leaked release window. Uh, sounds like pretty hard set that it, this game is coming out in November. Nice. And since they leaked the release window, you would think that maybe we're going to get some sort of gameplay stuff soon. I hope so. <laughs> like this game has been rumored for so, I mean, not rumored, it's been in development for so long uh, and we haven't really seen much gameplay at all. So it's about time. Yeah. It's about gosh darn time. Yeah. I'm going to give that a broke off. Yeah. Broke off. Very excited. This year. Thank goodness. Yeah. Some I saw like some people were angry. They're like, "Oh, well, they delayed it from the rumored September window because of the Last of Us remake." I'm like, "I don't care. Like, as if the delay means they can work on it an ex- extra couple months. Good for them." No, I say more crunch, <laughs> burn out the developers. <laughs> Jolly good, Holden. Shall we review something? Yeah, that's uh. Let's do Obi Wan first. Obi Wan, hello there. Hello there. We're reviewing Obi Wan. All right, Obi Wan, Episode Four. Um, yeah, Part Four, Holden. Part Four. Um, I this is I, this is the worst episode of the show. Am I wrong? <laughs> I think you're right. There, it it's just nothing. Yeah, is that? I mean, like this show is just nothing. It's not good. It's not bad. It is just a thing that exists at this point. <laughs> And I am trying to come to terms with that because yeah, I mean wow. it it, su- it sucks quite frankly. I mean, it's not like the first two episodes were anything incredible, but it had a more promising start, and the last two episodes have kind of squandered a lot of that. It's I I I mean I watched it on I must have watched it on Friday Thursday or Friday, and I had. I like did not remember a single thing that happened in this episode. I had to re I had to skim through it before this podcast just to remember anything. Oh man. The best thing to come from this episode was where all the Wade memes of the, the snow speeder guy. I don't know what you even call him. I get it's not snow, but I guess do you still call it a snow speeder? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what other names that ship has. So I just call it a snow speeder. <laughs> I think it, you, like if it's on a desert planet, it's like a sand speeder. Is this like a water speeder? Water speeder. <laughs> <laughs> Air speeder. Um, have you seen those Wade memes? They're pretty. No, funny. I haven't seen it. They're pretty funny. This episode. Uh, the internet is like tearing itself apart over this show. 
Um, people are like, this show kind of sucks. And everybody's like, no, it doesn't. You just just, don't like it doesn't mean it's bad. And like, I'm like, holy smokes. Uh, Jesus. It's like, oh my gosh. Uh, Yeah. I'm like, it's just not good. And then everybody's like, well, Newsflash, like all of Star Wars is not very good. And and, and since you don't like this, you're not a real Star Wars fan. Like, okay. (laughs) Uh, how about Disney just make a good thing? I don't know if yeah. Star Wars fan like I do think yes, yeah, Star Wars fans are very can be very toxic. I think it comes out of like oh this is like a precious thing and and all that. I don't necessarily think. Um, how do I want to put this? Like I don't think the Star Wars fans are like that more toxic than a lot of other fandoms. I just think Star Wars fans haven't had that many good things to like be excited about you know as a unified fan base <laughs> you know what i'm saying like i guess a few episodes of the mandalorian because it's not like oh man how do you love this episode of the mandalorian it's crap people are like oh yeah mandalorian <laughs> uh whereas this is it's just nothing it's just like this this show feels like a movie that got stretched out into a series yeah unnecessarily rather than we have this story we can't tell it in a movie so let's tell it in a series it felt like they reverse engineered it it just feels like it's not heading anywhere no there's uh, it doesn't feel like there's any i mean not that there needs to be a logical way for this to go but i i i don't see where this is going but i don't say that in like a good way like i just there's nothing for me to like predict honestly like, i just aside from obi-wan will confront anakin again at some yeah, point on mustafar yeah because they're in the mustafar system now and i yeah. think that was in the concept art okay like here's the thing and this is somewhat true the like the mandalorian you look at it to me the mandalorian's pretty like middling show and then it just randomly has bursts of amazing star wars content mm-hmm. for like like so you know if there's eight episodes in the season three of them are just amazing and five <laughs> are just fine yeah and i feel like i i'm just holding out hope i guess that these four episodes have been fine and then at least one of the next two episodes are going to be amazing but there's no track record here in this show that that that's going to be the case yeah that's like this uh, this doesn't have this hasn't shown me the heights of where it can go because it's all been relatively the same i think i'm being harder on this in the previous episode than maybe the first two just because it keeps just being like the same thing over and over again well it hasn't like you said it hasn't gone anywhere like they set it up in the first two episodes and then it just is like guess we need something for them to do Mm -hmm. so there's just so many gaps in logic too and normally i'm not the gaps in logic person but it's just it doesn't seem grounded in the world that it's in it mm-hmm. seems like and and when we and some people are like oh star wars has always been silly and, and nonsensical and okay like and i saw an example of like when they come out of the trash compactor in a new hope they're not wet anymore why aren't they wet anymore like that doesn't make any sense yeah, but nobody notices because that movie's actually good. <laughs> yeah, and also that's like, it, more than, I, I won't care if it's actually good. But when not it's not like, very good, and there's a million of these things, and they're obvious, mm-hmm. then it's it's just like I like I said last week, it's just not good enough. 
I mean, that trash compactor thing, that's that's not even, like, necessarily a gap in logic. That's more of just a continuity error, I'd say. Like, yeah. That's that's just something that, you know, George Lucas wasn't thinking about when he was making the movie, necessarily. The, I mean, this has bigger problems than that, <laughs> like, than just a, a small continuity error. Like, the plot is not compelling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's weird, because it's like the Leia and Obi-Wan chemistry has worked. Mm-hmm. Which you would think that would be like the make or break thing of the show. Like that's the riskiest part. And it works. It's just the rest of the show doesn't. Yeah. It's so boring. I mean the the best part of this episode for me was just it was just Leia, like Leia talking to uh third sister or whatever. Reva. Yeah, Reva. I like I thought I liked that. I liked her being, you know, just brash and, you know, uh very just hard to read and everything i i just i really enjoyed that aspect of it um and in general i think that that child performance is one of my favorite parts of this show i think she's just a very enjoyable like presence yeah she's Uh, killing it which is too bad that the rest of the show is just boring and so i don't understand maybe there's some sort of star wars answer you can explain to me why does why is reva not able to tell that she's force sensitive i well i feel okay so the part that bothered me was like i was worried that reva was not going to do the whole kylo ren mind reading trick on her Mm -hmm. because she sits there and she's like trying to just get her to answer her questions for like five minutes yeah and i'm like oh my gosh if she doesn't do the mind reading trick that's just inexcusable she at least did that eventually and she's like oh you, you know you're you're strong she's like and she's, leia's like are we having a staring contest or something yeah um <laughs> i don't know why she just didn't do that right away i guess she's like i don't i guess i'm not gonna abuse kids i'll i'll draw the line at brutally murdering people and <laughs> take, you know removing their limbs and all that but i guess yeah dismembering people but just I guess I I won't do a a slightly painful mind reading thing. I thought she was gonna get like the Leia probe droid thing out. Oh yeah, from A New Hope, but she just takes her to like the Cloud City torture chamber sort of deal. And so yeah, I won't do the mind reading thing right away, but I am gonna torture you. <laughs> <laughs> Seemed like it. Yeah, I. Yeah. It's just like okay, and then Obi Wan's like, because they go to that one place for two seconds that tala said they were going to need to go to yeah and they talked to ice cube's son (laughs) okay that's who that was yeah and he's like you gotta help me he's like no man sorry and then obi-wan's like but you see the emperor empire that you can't even imagine how bad they are he's like well actually i can because they killed my wife and she was a jedi too so you know what i am gonna help you after all (laughs) it's like what so that doesn't mean okay so i actually rewatched that scene that was just one of the things when i was flipping through it and he never says that she's a jedi she just says something like oh yeah well the empire they killed my wife before we got married the inquisitors came after her and it's well, like impl- I, it's implied like i picked up that she was yeah. a jedi and yeah there's like she's one of like i don't know i i implied it. i didn't have a problem with that it was just like he's like i will absolutely not do that and then Obi-Wan's like offends him. And he's like, dude, my wife was killed by the Empire. Of course I know they're evil. So okay, I guess I'll... I will help you after all. <laughs> I was like, oh, what? 
I also like Obi-Wan's line doesn't even make any sense because he's like, you have no idea how like much trouble or like how bad the Empire is. I'm like, dude, they're a rebellion. They're like rebelling against them for a reason. <laughs> like yeah, I, I was like, sense. why would you say that? You have no idea what these people... I, as Immediately when he said it, I was like, what are you saying, man? Yeah. Like, what, you don't have no idea. And then he gets all, like, offended. And then... <laughs> yeah, then they come in on their snow speeders. And then mm-hmm. they just fly into the hangar. And they somehow turn around, even though they, like, fly... I don't know. They would have blown up, but who... <laughs> I will let that pass. That's fine. And then you have the really awkward shot where Wade is just shooting at Reva from like 10 feet away. And she's like clearly just acting against the volume, just swinging around. And it's mm-hmm. the most unconvincing looking thing. It's just so, it just lacks so much polish. I don't want to use the word lazy, but it lacks the extra attention to detail. Mm-hmm. That's going to be my Minnesota nice way of saying that there are things that should have more polish. For what this show is, this should be the, I don't know, I I, I don't want to say this show is necessarily too safe, because I do think they took a risk. I I think the Leia thing was a risk, Mm -hmm. but everything outside of the Leia thing has felt so safe. I don't know. I guess yeah, unless no. you want to say that him confronting Darth Vader was a risk too. I don't it just feels it's just nothing, man. It's just nothing. Which is such a shame. Yeah. It it is nothing. And I mean so obviously the bullying is not okay, but they this show has yet to give any good reason as to, like give any good motivation for Reva. Like I'm starting to get on the I don't like Reva as a character now. Yeah, well, they didn't give us why. Sh- yeah, like, I think they're holding it for the end. But I'm like, why? Yeah. That doesn't like, need to be a reveal at the end of the series. Like, we should know. Like, sure, have a mystery for one or maybe two episodes. Mm-hmm. But by the third episode, we should understand <laughs> the motivations of the antagonist other than yeah. I want to impress Darth Vader, I guess. Yeah, it, it, like we don't we don't know like where she comes from, why she's doing what she's doing, why she seeks this attention from Lord Vader so why much. Why Obi Wan like, specifically? Yeah, why Obi Wan specifically? Um, and even if they like, sh- it could be a cool reveal. Don't get me wrong, could be cool, but that doesn't excuse the fact that for the majority of the series now, we just have no idea like why she is the way she is, and that doesn't work upon first time viewing. Like it may help if we ever watch it again, but that's not the point. That's not what you should be aiming for. I'm not going to watch this show again. There's no rewatchability of this for me. Yeah. I'm I'm not going to either. Um, too bad. I want to get back to the, there was a point that I was going to make that I forgot to make about kind of like the silliness of star Wars and still star Wars can be silly. And because some people were taking uh, an issue with, Leia hiding underneath uh, Obi Wan Kenobi's ropes, and I didn't really didn't have a problem with that. They're sneak, whatever. Who cares? Like, <laughs> it is not far below the rest of the quality of writing of this show so far. <laughs> so it didn't stand out that much to me. They're like, oh, Star Wars can be silly. Look at the original movies; they're, they're silly. Yeah, you can be silly, but you also need to be good. Like Stranger Things season four is far has things that are far sillier. 
<laughs> than whatever is happening in this show. But Stranger Things, Things season four is that very good writing. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> and they've established that tone with certain characters, and they are believable things that those characters would do. They're not outside of the established parameters of what they've created for that season and those characters in that show. In Obi Wan, it's like it seems like very uh, synthetic, not organic storytelling at all. It doesn't. Nothing in this show seems to flow. It all seems to be like, okay, this happened, and then this happens, and then this happens, and then this happens, and the character they go from point A to point B to point C, and it doesn't. You it, you feel like you are watching a show and not experiencing this journey along with. Mm-hmm. Leia and Obi-Wan and that is the biggest tragedy of them all is that uh, it just feels so produced it does (laughs) and not and there's it does not feel organic it is it does not feel like natural storytelling it doesn't feel like this story told itself it felt like four people were like oh gosh we need to tell a story of Obi-Wan okay so this happens and then they go to the Empire base and then this happens and it just feels like they're checking boxes essentially mm-hmm. so it's a shame yeah I'm trying to think of you get, even the action i like i just it's it's so boring like it, the water breaking and he uses the force to close the water also how did like no water get through when they close the gate <laughs> again who cares it's if the of, action sequence good the sequence is good it, i i'm not even gonna notice that but when it's just like Oh, run! Like I'm holding the water for a few seconds. Yeah, it's it's so. I don't know. It, it's just that all of the action in this for me has been very boring. It, it's nothing. To me, the show should have like very good, very cool action, especially with like lightsabers and stuff. And it just feels so not so. I mean, as you said, with like Riva blocking the shots and everything, it's like no, they. This is clearly not the number one priority with this series. No, it feels like so much of an afterthought. So like, okay, we need you to just swing your lightsaber around. Yeah. Um, and we'll just add everything in post. I did want to mention one of the things that makes this at least particularly less interesting to me is that this like is basically just what happens. This is like the end of Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> like yeah this entire episode <laughs> so like I, we've done it but and we've actually played it before it, it's literally the same location and everything except like there's actually a, a, a <laughs> it actually builds to something compelling yeah. <laughs> and it, it works in that just a lot lot better um but having essentially the same scenario in this show um and it's so anticlimactic and Oh wow, cool! You got the purge troopers there, but they Those don't do cool. anything. They didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just so stupid. And then you have like Obi Wan running and shooting people. I'm like, you have thirty people shooting at you. Don't you think you should have your lightsaber out deflecting the the lasers so you don't get mm-hmm. hit or lay it? Like, it's just little things that like that that build up. And you notice them more because you're not engrossed in the story. I'm I'm going to be honest. I think I do not think Ewan McGregor likes being Obi-Wan as much as he lets on. Like, I, I think I think that's a lot of just like, you know, for the public and, you know, maybe what the fans want to hear. 
but I I don't know, man. I I think he's doing this mostly for a paycheck. <laughs> I, I just don't think he takes Star Wars that seriously, I guess, is, is my sense. Like, I think Maybe. he's just like, oh, yeah, Star Wars. It's fun. Could be. Um, I don't know. I, speculation. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He just, in this series, the series has not convinced me because he, he is a good actor usually, but I, it's, I feel like if he was truly passionate about this, like maybe he'd have more say in making it better or he would put, I mean, even his performance, like his performance is fine. I just, but I just like not great. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's doesn't really seem like he's putting all in with this. I don't know. I don't, I don't think he's had this stuff to work with yet. Could. Yeah. Can't That's wait true. for these last two episodes. To just be bonkers. Amazing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Prove us older. wrong. <laughs> just incredible you know what if you give me two you know an hour and a half of amazing star wars with the last two episodes a lot can be forgiven disney i mean they did the same thing with book of boba fett and i didn't forgive that <laughs> well i mean those were two episodes of the mandalorian That's so true. man that third episode was, or that last episode was awful um <laughs> I, uh someone i i had forgotten about this because we you know we talked about it on the podcast but someone on reddit went during one of these like discussions about obi-wan whether it was good or not and like can you have like people being stupid and whatever and one person was like honestly i don't think it gets any lower than two of like the most intelligent or two like pretty smart people in the star wars universe and like the mandalorian and boba fett just shooting at the same shield doing nothing for like 20 minutes in the boba fett's finale or uh, that that one sniper doing a, a three sixty spin <laughs> before making a shot. I was he even a sniper? I think it was yeah, just one oh, of those. He wasn't. He just had a gun. Just one of those scooter boys. The scooter yeah. boys. <laughs> um, not jolly good Obi Wan. Um, hopefully when Obi Wan and Riva fight, Obi Wan says hello there, and Riva says a Riva Derchi Obi Wan, <laughs> and then they just <laughs> now fix all the problems with the show. Yeah. Um, do you think Darth Vader's going to be like, it's over, Obi-Wan. I have the high ground. God, I hope not. <laughs> I think they should be one. The, the I love you. <laughs> I, I, th- I think they uh, showed that scene in the recap at the beginning of the season. So maybe they really want that line in your mind because they're going to call back to it. Which line? The, the I have a, the high ground line. I have the high ground. Yeah, maybe maybe they want that in your mind. So so then when they bring it back, you're like, oh, I know that. Another thing I saw in the Reddit forums that I thought was a really good point was like, like, and this is the thing, like four writers, maybe there was studio interference. What like give them the benefit of the doubt, but um, this you know this one person on the internet could think of a better ending to your third episode when like oh when the fire restarts or you know Darth Vader puts Obi Wan the fire extinguishes the fire and tells the stormtrooper to get obi-wan then uh tala shoots him and then sparks the fire again and darth vader inexplicably just lets ned be the droid slowly pick up obi-wan and leave um they said wouldn't it just make more sense of darth vader puts obi-wan in the fire and leaves him to die there just like obi-wan left him to die in mustafar and then you know and he doesn't know that they're rebels working on the planet Mm-hmm. And then Tala goes in and, and Ned B and they, they save him and leave him for dead. Just like 
Obi-Wan yeah, left that, Anakin to die, and he didn't expect the Emperor to come save him and all that. Yeah, that'd make a lot more sense. That'd be a lot cooler. Yeah, um, it, it's much, It's more. It fits better. It makes mm-hmm. more logical sense. It's more satisfying storytelling wise. And this one person on the internet thought of that, and nobody at Disney could apparently. So yeah. Anyway, we should probably we wrap move up. On. Yep. Uh, Obi Wan, are you? Did you want to give a rating, Holman? Yeah, I, I'll give this a five. I'm going five. Yeah, this. Yep, it's not like I said. It's probably the same quality, but it keeps going down for me because it is like the same thing. Yeah, diminishing returns. So, mm-hmm. which is too bad because I really do think Deborah Chow is a good director. So I yeah. don't know what happened. We shall see how it all ends couple weeks but uh episode or part five review next week holden what are we moving into next let's do the boys the boys we got the new episode of the boys all right the boys episode four season three episode four um spoiler yeah, discussion obviously spoiler on the discussion I, we didn't even give a spoiler discussion for obi-wan but whatever who cares um it says in the time codes yeah and the description yeah um man on the flip side of, of, of obi-wan uh this episode was quite good yeah <laughs> this uh, is honestly one of my favorite episodes of the show so far i think i think it's my favorite of it might be my favorite of the season um as well but this is a fantastic episode yeah i mean you got i mean the big thing was stan edgar gets uh is betrayed by Mm -hmm. his you know his adopted adopted daughter i suppose um victoria newman she stabs him in the back i did not see that coming um it really makes me wonder where his character is going because like we were predicting, Oh, Stan Egger, he's going to die at the end of the season, which I was willing to bet money on like as of the end of the, that episode, he still could. But the fact that he's losing this power now makes me think that there's some other play that he's going to pull like at some point. And whether that's the season next season, however long it takes, I don't think, I don't think he's necessarily out of the out for the count in this season. I don't know. I mean, so I thought, so the uh, the great thing about Stan Edgar, and it works so well because it's Giancarlo Esposito. He just has such a presence. Um, mm-hmm. And clearly Stan Edgar is, is more, is probably second on the list behind Gus Fring at this point in terms of Giancarlo Esposito characters in recent culture um, ahead of... Uh, Moff Gideon in the Mandalorian, which he just doesn't have much to do with yet. Um, so him in that scene after he's ousted and Homelander's in there to like just gloat and rub it in, he's still got the edge. Like he's been completely and utterly defeated. Mm-hmm. Homelander got exactly what he wanted. And Stan Edgar still puts him in his place. Yeah. He's like, you know what? Proud of my daughter. Like she's more like me than I thought. And you're just here because you want my, like, affirmation. <laughs> He's like, I don't care. You want me to just suck up to you and, you know, whatever. But you're just bad product. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh. I thought he was going to get killed then. I thought Stan Edgar was dead at the end of this episode. Like, as he's walking out, thought Homelander was just going to laser him. 
right there. But he escaped, so I don't know. He or Victoria Newman need to die, I think, this season. One of those two is going to die. I feel like it's Victoria Newman. I feel like she is a character that is going to have like a full arc this season. She's like one of those main cast members that they bring in. She's a major plot point, and then I think I think she's out. I think I think they're going to want to keep Giancarlo around. I think the question becomes is the interesting question with the boys right now is is Homelander the big bad of the series, mm-hmm. or is someone going to take that spot? Yeah, is it? butcher is it huey it's looking more and more like it could be one of those two is it ryan i mean like i don't know is it stan edgar is it victoria newman like there are so many people who could take that mantle and it could be homelander i i honestly don't have an idea and i think it could work for any of those characters Mm mm-hmm yeah, they I all don't think it's going to be Butcher. Oh. Keep talking. I'm going to let my cat out of the room. All right. I I don't think it's going to be Butcher just because they have developed him so far to the good and Becca has died. Um now that Huey is turning more into Butcher. He's someone's, you know, lost his canary um or uh, whatever you want to say so he doesn't have that kind of anchor in the good guy standing but i think boy i I just don't know i just do not know it could be huey i didn't consider huey until just thinking about it now but he is slipping farther that direction it would be very poetic for someone so meek to kind of get that taste of power he has become more cynical throughout the show and very believably so too. I think it would just it would be unexpected but it it would work. I think it would work and it'd be heartbreaking. The thing about all those characters that you said that could be potentially the main villain is they are all just so like like they aside from like Homelander um and maybe like Stan Egger, they all clearly have a side of like good and bad to them, so it's like so hard to read where they're going to end up because <laughs> like as you said, we're seeing more and more of Huey's dark side of him slipping. Uh, Butcher obviously has been kind of on a downward spiral as well. Uh, Victoria Newman is a very you know complex. Where is she going? My guess is she is not the big bad. Uh, I wouldn't I, think so. I think she's gonna. She's too good. I think. Yeah. Which is surprising because I was like, she definitely seemed like a villain at the end of the last season, but they've redeemed her. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, well, they've at least certainly explained more about her. Like we we know like who she is. We didn't really know much about her last season. No. So. Um, Ryan. I mean, Ryan's gonna play a bigger role here at some point. Yeah. And yeah. And, and Soldier Boy. We. I mean, it's a, it's Soldier Boy could be the big bad too. Like we just don't know. I would guess not Soldier Boy. I, I feel would like guess, they would, they, I would love to see here. I would love Soldier Boy to kind of be turned into. The, I would love someone else to be the big bat, and then they have to align themselves with Homelander mm. to take them out before Homelander completely snaps. 
I, I mean, I could see that being how this season goes or something. I like, think that would be such a great thing to happen where they have <laughs> to get, and you know, that would just fuel Homelander's ego. Okay. I think that could be some jolly good fun, Holden. As fun, yeah. teamed up. as fun as it is to speculate, we should actually talk about this episode. Yes, we should. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, you mentioned Huey. Uh, very, uh, very, uh, I mean, you said poetic that he kills a guy by running through him. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I guess he punches through him. Yeah, he punches, but it, it's like super speed that he uses. Yeah. To, like kill his i mean use powers for the first time did he teleport i was confused at what actually happened there because his me, clothes it looked, like a, it looked like a like speed like a dash kind of thing but why did his um, clothes fly off uh i guess it's a good point i don't know think of that holden yeah <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm going to, ch- I mean, someone can prove me wrong. I want to believe it's speed because I think that works a lot cooler. I think that's yeah. just thematically really nice. That would be nice, especially considering Butcher has Homelander's powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, this whole V24 thing is very interesting. I didn't expect, he. I like, I've, I figured that was just going to be like part of Butcher's thing and that was going to be his main course this season like dealing with that possibly some addiction or something you know powers like he likes the feel of that power but i mean huey's going down that route even more so i think it seems to be accelerated for him yeah (laughs) he's he's very clearly enjoying what that gave him yeah um i think in the comics i had heard that they kind of all do the temporary v very early on Mm mm-hmm um, so I don't know how that goes, but I think I heard that somewhere. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah. Other things that happen in this episode, you have them discovering soldier boy. You have, um, Sam Edgar, that whole stuff. What else happened? I watched this uh, right when it came out. Uh, well, right you can't out. forget uh, Kimiko's fantastic yeah. fight. <laughs> yes. Yes. It w- I need a hero in Russian. Yeah, that was a good yeah. touch. Um, um, or was it I need a hero or was it I will survive? Oh, I was thinking I need a hero. But I, you actually can't, I can't remember. I it could. It's not like I didn't recognize the tune, but now you're making me second guess myself. <laughs> I, I wasn't really thinking too hard about it. Um, um, someone rewatch Let us know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that fight where she has the uh, the dildos. Uh, (laughs) just stabbing people with it which at first i was like i mean that's kind of i mean i don't know i mean but she has super strength so she could basically just shove that through everything and that was some of the kills in that scene are just fantastic (laughs) at the end when i think it's the black noir one or it's like and the guy's yeah vibrating (laughs) oh man yeah Yeah, that was a great scene and she kind of she horrifies the you know the concubines i guess or the sex slaves essentially that these russian oligarchs have and she yeah she and they shoot her through the head and then she has to like they're just terrified of her and she just feels like a monster and she obviously resents having powers and it and it it's such a great um contrast with huey and butcher taking the Mm -hmm. powers 
Um, well, and and the scene of her getting shot is a great, you know, reminder before the end of the episode. Because, I mean, she honestly, lately she hasn't used her regenerative healing too much. No. I, also, I kind of forgot it was a power she had. Um, so having that and then the end just make made that more impactful where it's not working anymore. Why is that? Clearly it has something to do with the big beam she was hit with. <laughs> <laughs> By Soldier Boy. Yeah. <laughs> Well, maybe Soldier Boy could take away Homelander's powers and he'd be left with nothing. And that's why your idea that you came up with would be interesting because I think once they figure that out, they're going to want to try to recruit Soldier Boy. But if Soldier Boy is like too dangerous, it's going to be like really tough for them to make the call to go to Homelander. Yeah. I hope they team up with Homelander. That would be, That'd be so, so great. Good. That oh would my. be so much fun. Um <laughs> uh yeah um yeah so kimiko uh, so you have that nice scene where frenchy and kimiko are like oh we're gonna leave and we're gonna go to marseille and i'm like and one of you guys is gonna die (laughs) (laughs) um but you know i was like it can't be kimiko because they they can't kill off the the one you know the female of the species as she is referred to i feel like french (laughs) i feel like frenchy's gonna die um yeah well i i i've wanted to the thing is frenchy i mean he's still great he hasn't done a ton this season Uh, so i've been wanting to say like mother's milk could mm could because there's a lot more going on with him um especially since like the the way this episode ends i could see like him dying indirectly as a result of something like butcher does and like that's gonna mess with him even more or something but i don't know regardless because i I mean you had that nice scene too where mm's like where butcher's explaining kind of how he and m how he brought mm onto the team Mm -hmm. and how he like thought of him as the guy um he's the glue who holds everybody everybody together on the team he's like well i can't be a complete a-hole if i thought of that when i brought you on the team and that was a really nice moment that humanized butcher and really built built that backstory too in that relationship so you know if if mm were to die you know how would the team react to that would they just go their own ways and i don't know i mean i don't think mm's gonna die anytime soon but but they seem like they're foreshadowing that either frenchy or kimiko is gonna die it's probably for if it was between those two i'd bet money on frenchy although kimiko is like bleeding to death (laughs) at the end of this last episode true i just i mean they maybe they've i felt like they've just invested so much into that to to kill kimiko but then again you know if kimiko dies then they don't have someone on their team with powers anymore so maybe that leads them to like justify using the v24 mower Mm -hmm. or maybe frenchie starts to get compromised by the v24 for wanting revenge we'll see i don't know no idea where it's going it and there's so many great places it could go and i i mean i have full confidence in the uh team behind this one because they've only made great tv mm. <laughs> so far <Yeah. laughs> literally really they stumbled just, at all it has not declined in quality one bit which is remarkable so I, good for them i'm looking forward to what else they have made any other scenes holden or ideas yeah, you want to talk about yeah, let's talk about Supersonic, huh? Oh, yeah. 
I'm like, oh, he just died off screen. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, so first things first, um, Supersonic, you have the scene where Starlight is like trying to, I mean, I guess first you have the scene of Starlight and Maeve, which is great. I like that scene a lot. Uh, yes, more got, Queen Maeve. Bring yeah. her in. Yeah, she's doing the Wonder Woman poses in, in her apartment. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, but yeah, uh, so obviously they're kind of on the same page a little bit. Maeve thinks that she should take on Homelander on herself on on her own, but they both obviously want to take him out. Good. So then Starlight wants to find more people. So of course she goes to Supersonic, you know, her friend, um, and yeah, has Super, that conversation. Yeah. And then he's on board. I was I was thinking, is Supersonic going to betray Starlight? Yeah, I, I was wondering that too. Um, but Supersonic makes the dumbest move as soon as as soon as that scene started i'm like oh my god this is the worst thing you could do right now um and tries to recruit a train without talking to starlight at all um and but i I mean to be fair like i think the show was starting to like oh a train's coming around he wants to make the world a better place yeah but then you have you know the deep (laughs) getting a text from his wife to and say the that hey we we can't go after that one guy and just a train's like how am I lower on the hierarchy than the freaking deep, <laughs> <laughs> which that fight they had that was that was great I liked that because um, they're both just kind of pathetic right now and they like they're both superheroes but they both like just get demolished by one punch to each other's gut like <laughs> it just it um and Homelander gets tacos for supersonic taco mm-hmm. bowls that was but, very cringy. Um, um yeah the i i could also see that like a train did not tell homelander and homelander just found out like homelander heard it or something and so now he's like trying to turn them all against each other Mm, i thought that i don't know if it was implied or i just thought it but i was convinced that a train told homelander to gain homelander's favor I don't know if well, I just made that up in my head, if they well, implied that or if they said that. Homelander says that. Homelander says that A-Train told him, but I we never got that scene. I don't think we got a single scene with A-Train after like the one where he kind of slightly nods to Supersonic or whatever. Yeah, but I think A-Train's trying to get Homelander's favor. So I took it at I face so value. Too. I took it at I face think value so that that is actually what happened. Okay, that's fair. And and I mean, A Train didn't know that Starlight was involved. A Train yeah. was only like, okay, he knows that there's something going on. Supersonic's a, Supersonic's a part of it, mm-hmm. and I think that Homelander got some info out of Supersonic before he just smashed his face in like a pumpkin. Yeah, his, I mean, Supersonic is out of the game a lot faster than I was expecting. I mean, <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, because last week we were even speculating about, like, potential love triangle shit. I wasn't really convinced it was going to go that way, but it, you said you thought it might, and, well, now it's not. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Unless that's a decoy dead guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Remarkable. Now they need to replace him, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, again. What, how are they going to explain that one away? Uh, Stan Edgar also says uh, there's going to be no one to cover for you anymore, Homelander. So we'll see if mm-hmm. that, that plays a role at all later on. Maybe sure Homelander will. will go begging for Stan Edgar back. 
that'd be great yeah um yeah so we'll see i hope they don't don't kill off homelander this season please <laughs> i love i homelander. don't think they will he's the money maker man he's he the is. reason Vought exists not really but he's he's my favorite character now they're so. a pharmaceutical company yeah pharmaceutical weapons company mm-hmm. all right uh i think we should probably move on huh since we have two more things to talk about yeah (laughs) Yeah, let's move on (laughs) all right we're moving on stranger things season four volume one aka episodes one through seven uh starting now all right stranger things season four long awaited new season last season came out 2019 july so it has been nearly three years since we've got more stranger things um i say we just do we just do spoilers but quick non-spoiler thoughts it's very good still no dip in quality if you like stranger things one through three this one's also good watch it yeah there you go that's my non-spoiler review (laughs) spoilers from here i i've been like debating it in my head this might be I'm not season one is like so like I I think it's in high regard for me just because of how unique it is and it established all this and was so creative so I think season one's still my favorite but I think this is my second favorite season season Um, one is very good I remember season one being very tightly written and mm -hmm. emotionally pay up I don't remember season two and three as well honestly I remember in liking them but not thinking they were as strong. Mm-hmm. This is very good. Yeah, like you said, it's very strong. It's got the goofiness, but it has it's fun. Like I'm enjoying all the the plots going on, which is it, it's it's strange. <laughs> uh, the, it's still so fun because the season is a lot darker uh, than the previous seasons. There's, I mean, I won't say it's it's not like a you know R-rated horror movie or anything, and it's not like everyone's just sad all the time but it goes to some darker places than i was expecting for stranger things but i think that's just like the show growing up with the characters honestly yeah i mean i made the joke uh i think it was last week where i was like (laughs) at the beginning of season three of the boys everybody's so happy and at the beginning of season four of stranger things everybody's so sad yeah (laughs) and it's like that i would still say people are mostly sad yeah but it is very entertaining what's going on and you have the standout uh side characters this season you got murray is doing great and yuri murray and yuri that storyline i'm enjoying a lot more than i thought i would um you have you got the russian guy who's working with hopper i also like him a lot he's just a nice russian guard oh yeah okay when you said yuri i was thinking that guy but no yeah you're right um you have argyle who's the greatest new addition to the show (laughs) i think i like eddie more honestly you like eddie honestly eddie's my least favorite of the new characters oh i i really like eddie um i think he just has like a i i like his energy and well you just like dungeons and dragons you just yeah i'm just in a big nerd I mean, uh, to me, uh, the Hawkins storyline is the most interesting. Um, And the cast that they kind of assemble 
of the main the, the older kids and then the younger ones they're some of my favorite characters so yeah. assembling them all together i think it's just kind of a an all-star group there steve harrington man <laughs> so good got shirtless steve harrington rolling out the, the carpet on his steve chest, harrington his Steve Harrington has the most consistently great character arc. And I, I'm going to make this claim. We'll see how, you know, the rest of the episodes go. I think he has a better redemption arc than Jamie Lannister. Well, I think that was hurt by how Jamie Lannister's character arc ended. 100%. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I think. Like, I think this will end better for Steve, like with Steve. Yes, I would think so. But very yeah. similar in terms of like, I mean, Steve's was a lot faster i think mm-hmm. than jamie's yeah um certainly. but yes yeah, so very similar and at the beginning of the show you're like oh it's just the stereotypical bully who takes advantage of women and then he grows so much and his chemistry with both nancy and robin especially mm-hmm. is so good and dustin yeah <laughs> that he's just i like every scene that steve is in is just such a good scene Honestly, no matter who he's with character-wise. And like you said, that's an interesting group of characters, and it's really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah pre- so that, that, that's that been a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Steve, I, I think... Um, I also just think, like, his, his individual season-long character arcs are fun. Like, season three... I mean, season two was more him becoming, like, a good person and everything. Season three was, like, him finding himself post high school like he's like he still wants to be popular and stuff and he's like oh i don't know how to do anything after high school and so i just i like his storylines a lot um but yeah and then you think uh, he and uh nance are getting back together well we're not in spoilers yet we are in spoilers (laughs) i said spoilers did we say spoilers i did i said everything else from now on spoiler oh okay never mind then um we yeah. don't hold on. We don't have time for a non-spoiler and spoiler <laughs> review of Stranger Things season four, volume one. Oh uh, yeah, um, aka episodes one through seven. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think they're gonna get back together. Um, I don't remember who I was talking to. Someone thinks that someone's like Steve's gonna die this season. Yeah. Oh, I I I I was about to say that. I'm like Steve could bite the bullet here. I see. I. I want to think it's that's not going to happen because we already had like the episode six cliffhanger where he was like getting attacked and whatever. Well, I was I like, he's definitely not dead because they've built he, it up way too much with Nancy for him to just die at the end of this episode. Yeah, it, it, but like since they already had that cliffhanger, like just typical like how stories go. Like in my head, I'm thinking, okay, well he's safe for the rest of the season. Like we already had a scare, maybe like next season sometime. But I think he's safe. Do you think anybody's going to die? That's the thing. Stranger Things Hopper? doesn't typically ca- like kill off main characters. Well, uh, they season- do until the next season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like season two, um, they killed off Joyce's boyfriend. Played Sam by Wise Sean Astin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, we got to get to Mount Doom, Frodo. <laughs> And, but he was a character that was introduced. Uh, they last season you had the Russian character that the internet went crazy for. Alexei, yeah, Alexei. Um, he died. So they they have a habit of introducing these characters that people really like and killing them off. So if that were to happen again, I mean maybe we'd have one of the new characters die. I don't know who that would be. 
my guess is it's either going to be no one or it's going to be like uh, I'm struggling. I like I really don't the know. The Russian guard friend? Yeah, well, yeah. I think Murray. <laughs> I think he's dead meat, honestly. I was surprised. That, okay, there's the scene where uh Hopper and Joyce reunite and it's a really touching moment, but like the way the ca- the camera has that character out of focus in the background. But it's like he clearly has a lot. He's he's taking up the entire right side of the screen. Essentially, he there's a lot of the screen dedicated to him, even though he's out of focus. I'm like the monster's gonna burst in and get him right now. Like that's what's gonna happen. Hmm. It didn't happen, so I'm kind of su- I'm pleasantly surprised that that didn't happen, especially since it was a, a you know emotional moment that wasn't inter- interrupted. But yeah. and I'm I thought he was gonna be a, de- a goner already. Nobody is. Uh... Oh, I guess I was gonna I'm about to spoil the boys season three. But the one <laughs> character of the boys season three were like that guy is that guy or girl is just walking around dead person. Mm-hmm. There's no one like that this season. That it's that obvious that they're about to they're gonna die at some point. But man, I I'm worried for Steve. I am worried for Steve. Mm-hmm. Um but you don't need to kill anybody in no. strange things, I don't think. Yeah. Um, we could kind of go through the other characters that we like. Uh, I think Max is great this season. Yeah, uh, very good. Yeah, she she got a lot more to work with now. Uh, Sadie Sink does a great job. Episode four, man. I don't know if you thought that was the best episode, but I hundred percent thought it was. I do. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she does. She gets a lot to work with there. Gets a very good monologue. Um, great. I, I've liked Max since she was introduced, but now she's like she's even better. Great. Um, she and Lucas are cute. What? She and Lucas are cute together. They are. They are cute. Um, Eleven. We'll talk about Eleven. Yeah. Okay. I want to just give the writers props. What a genius idea to explore the, the character's backstory mm-hmm. in a way that makes sense for the plot and is actually progressing the plot. So it's like, oh, she loses her powers. How about in order to get her powers back, she has to relive her past and all her training. Yeah. Genius way to like <laughs> bring in flashbacks without it just like, oh, I guess they're in flashback mode. Mm-hmm. And they did a really nice job at like making you think that Eleven killed everybody when she didn't. Because I'm like, why do they keep like, why did they spoil it? I'm like, it would have been better if she hadn't killed somebody or they hadn't yeah. showed that this was going to happen. I'm like, Wait a second, this orderly guy is getting more and more important. Something's <laughs> up with him. I did not see that whole... I did not see him being Vecna mm-hmm. coming. I was like, I think this order... Like, this guy is, is obviously important, but mm-hmm. I thought he was going to be contained to that arc. Sure. And that was going to be just a separate thing. But no, I thought that was a really good twist i mean obviously the last episode the last like 20 minutes is like the explanation of the twist and yeah, it's all it's, very compelling honestly mm-hmm. yeah it's, 15 it's minutes anyway yeah it's just dedicated to that and he does a he does a very good job I, I, vecna in general the practical effects on vecna like the makeup and everything looks very good that, yes it does it's like practical touched up with cgi it's like a great combination mm-hmm. of those things which is nice because Stranger Things sometimes it's just like, and now it's all CGI, which there were parts of this, the last episode that were just like, okay, we're just in CGI world right now when they're swinging at those like bat things. Yeah. 
which I, I I like that. Like, it, I mean, it doesn't look the most real. I like how choreographed it, it like feels. It felt it, like they were purposely swinging around, not just yeah. like, all right, just swing around it's randomly. Not a Riva. Yeah, <laughs> not a, <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Like, they, they, it, one feels like in Riva and in Obi Wan without like spoiling it swings around randomly in a scene it looks like and they just add anything add everything later whereas this it's like okay you're gonna swing here and you're gonna do this and the camera's moving like this it's a mm-hmm. oneer. it's going around i mean it's obviously stitched together but it's thought through there's yeah. a craft behind it there's care um which is just so good to see and honestly like the show is so fast paced and tight and they really went all out i mean every episode is like an hour 10 hour 15 Oh yeah, seventh that one is hour forty. Yeah, um, wasn't expecting that. It's the, just um, a shame they didn't do these weekly, man. Yeah, that'd be so like getting basically a movie of this every week. That'd be so fun. And of course, then you'd have like the, we mentioned that Steve twist and every or that Steve cliffhanger and the other cliffhangers throughout this season. You'd have to wait week to week. Be excited. I was like, Steve is definitely not yeah. dead. I'm like, he's the most <laughs> alive person on the show at the end of that episode. <laughs> Um, because oh. Nancy had already been established that she was going through. I was like, is Nancy coming yet? Is Nancy coming yet? And mm. they cut to black. I was like, well, I guess I have to wait three seconds for the skip intro or play <laughs> next episode to find out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, what the f- crap. I had, I, I guess before we move on from Vecna, mm. I don't, I, I don't 100% buy his motivations for doing what he's doing. But yeah. I, I, he is definitely more compelling than a lot of antagonists in a lot of different things. So I at least appreciate that they have like a, a highly intelligent sociopathic villain as, yeah. as the antagonist. Yeah. And it, I mean, compared to, I mean, just even other Stranger Things villains. I mean, Demogorgon is great because it's just like this unknown force and everything, this monster. And I guess that works in season one because you're instead of like just focusing on an antagonist you're trying to figure out everything else that's happening too like you don't know what the upside down is who's l you know what's she up to there's a lot going on there so that works season two and three had the mind flare which was i i like the ideas and they parodied a lot of like 80s and 70s movie tropes with that but it was just basically an evil entity that's like all it was yeah um, but here we actually have like a character that, as you said, isn't the most compelling from a backstory standpoint, at least as far as we know so far. But at least he's like actually, you know, has some sort of pr- like. I, I think compelling from a backstory, yes. His yeah. motivation, nah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, I want to I want to commend the the body horror on the kills that Vecna does. Oh yeah, great. The, especially the first time you see that. I was like, "Oh crap, like this is way more violent than like any of the other uh um seasons have been so far." Yeah, you got the they go visit Victor Creel. And he like <laughs> razored out his eyes. You want to know I got these scars? Very Played by uh, Robert England, who's Freddy Krueger in all of the Night Fred, uh, oh, I didn't know that. movies. Didn't know that. Guess he clawed his eyes out. Um, yeah. <laughs> very Silence of the Lambs esque there, visiting Hannibal Lecter. Um, I like the thing going on between Nancy and Robin too. They have great chemistry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sometimes it's like when the band is apart. That's when I don't like shows, but. 
man, I'm enjoying all these quirky combinations that they have going. Yeah, it's like you have so many characters in this that you are able to hit like every stereotype and just put a twist on it. Like it's there's just there's so much going on. And obviously 80s movies are known for having a ton of tropes, especially in high school movies and everything. And you're able to hit on those tropes and even other tropes like with movies with evil Russians and stuff like that that were popular around the time. You have all these characters. Now you have a stoner character with Argyle. Like you can keep adding these different tropes from that era and just twisting it a little bit so that it's not just a cliche. Yeah, and fantastic. And, and it and like the silliness is fun too. Like mm-hmm. you got Murray being a black belt. Yeah, you got Yuri being a crazy mercenary pilot guy. <laughs> uh, you got um uh. Uh, who is Dustin's girlfriend? Uh, Susie. Susie. Dusty Buns. You know, her family. Mm-hmm. It's chaos. It's like cheaper by the dozen or whatever you want to say. <laughs> and it's like nonsensical, unrealistic. But it's fun to see them have this little adventure to get into Project Nina and all that. You have like, you know, you have all the flashback stuff with Papa and Eleven. And that's compelling in a different way. Yeah, I, all these things are really meshing together well. I do want to say, I underrated part of this season, at least as far as internet discourse has been, is Doctor Brenner. I think. Yeah, I, he's been a very compelling because it's like he is very gray in terms mm-hmm. of his his character arc. Yeah, I, I mean, so I I didn't remember a ton about him from season one. That's really the only other time aside from flashbacks he's shown up because he was kind of the main force going after finding Eleven. Um, but apparently from what I was reading, he's like just he is almost like comically evil in the first season. Like at least in, maybe and that's just what Eleven remembers him as and whatever. But in this like there's a lot more i mean we don't even get a ton of him being cruel like super cruel but we get a little bit of it in the flashbacks and the morally gray stuff that he does to get l to stay and everything but he's also like he seems to genuinely care for these kids in some weird way especially l so i it's like it's but he loves control what as as number one said he loves control yeah yeah he loves the kids as long as he has control over them, mm-hmm. yeah. which is interesting. As soon as he loses it, then that's when he kind of flips. I honest, actually, I could. You know what? I I could see Brenner dying this season and saving L somehow. It, yeah, or saving L, sacrifice. You know, I don't know. I Vecna will kill him as some sort of you know vengeance Revenge. kind of thing. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, I, I could see that character dying. I think that would make the most sense. Especially, I, I mean, I don't know. Do you think Vecna's going to die? Like, do you think he's one and what? done for this season? Or is he going to carry over? I mean, I almost hope he carries over. So then you have an established bad you can explore more deeply in the next season. Mm-hmm. But like I said, his I just don't know. Well, I mean, I, I'm confused about his motivations. Dustin seemed to imply that he's doing this for the Mind Flayer. I honestly don't really remember the Mind Flayer all that well. Well, it, it it seemed like a total guess on Dustin's part, but the fact that he described him as the Mind Flayer's general, it makes me think, oh, maybe that is true. That seems like a weird like 
thing to write into your story, even if it is just a guess, and then not have any payoff. I think it's supposed to be the way it is, because otherwise they're not going to tell you... I mean, I guess they could as a misdirect. Mm-hmm. Being like, oh, no, the Mind Flayer is my general. I'm the the main person. Yeah, that could be. We'll see. I mean, Dustin has been right about everything pretty much so far this season, so he's yeah. bound to be wrong <laughs> about something, but also... You don't want to, like, overcomplicate things for your audience. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Other things we want to mention. Yeah. Um, I There's some... I re- Okay. We, I want to talk about the visual in the last episode where there, where it's, like, the gap in the ceiling between the two worlds. I think that's so cool. Yeah, like that was that, pretty neat visually. I mean, a lot of it is CG, as we've mentioned, but it's it's just... We don't get enough of the uh, the fun season one world flipping around to show like uh, the upside down uh, as much as we used to. So getting cool things like that always fun. Um, I so even though he's like the main character in like season one, Mike is like the most boring character. <laughs> he got com- he's been completely sidelined. Yeah. Season. So and, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, his his character pretty much just entirely revolves around L now, which whatever I guess. But since he's completely apart from L for most of the season so far, this is he's just not really compelling. No, um, we'll see what they do with him. Yeah, could be more interesting. Oh, uh, speaking of L, I, the roller skating rink scene. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, it reminds me of Holden. You working at Skate City? How many times do you have that happen, huh? You yeah, the DJ? A lot. More often than you'd think. <laughs> no, um, they are. I don't remember which character said it. That's right. They are rubber wheels. It's not a. It's not a plastic. So I, I don't. I don't remember if that was Jonathan or Argyle when they were arguing. But rubber wheels. Rubber wheels. Um, yeah, I mean that scene. I mean, it's hard to watch. It, it's like comically like like school high school bullying thing but i it didn't really bother me too much like as i've mentioned with all the tropes this this show plays on but geez l bashing her face in with the roller skate i was like yes thank god (laughs) that girl deserved it she was so mean i felt so bad for l and so sad yeah it was uh, that scene is great because it's it's Oh, and great immediate payoff like we're like oh yes but then it plays it off in such a way like like she is screwed like mm-hmm. uh, like jane l is screwed um and so then it, it gets a lot more sad that also plays into the overarching thing with, with the introduction in the first episode that we think that l killed all those people so we're like oh is l like actually this violent person like we're yeah. seeing more of this and then, of course, we see it. she just has, you know, some anger things to deal with, which makes sense because she was not, you know, raised as a proper child. So just I, some things to work through. From a visual effects standpoint, I want to know how they shrug Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah, because that looks great. That looks I'm like, is it a is it a reused footage? Is it they just is it like a deep fake with the body double? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I honestly I don't know how they did it, but it is incredibly convincing yeah yeah so yeah i don't know if yeah it's just a body double and then they re just kind of put her face on from re- old footage cgi face i'm get, yeah deep I, fake. I wouldn't be surprised if it's reused footage like with how good that looks 
It looks regardless. It looks like seamless, mm-hmm. incredible. So I, I would just like to see how that is broken down. I I haven't really looked at any reviews or anything for Stranger Things or or what people are saying about it. But um, that was just one thing that stood out to me. I was like, how are they? How are they doing this? Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, I think. Um. Is that yeah, uh, where we're gonna put a pin in this until I think what is it July first or something? Well, there's a, there's a big part I want to mention. Okay, before we're done, um, the end of episode four, uh, with the running up that hill song, mm-hmm. um, iconic at this point. That song is become that that's this season's uh, should I stay or should I go? Essentially, yes. um, people loving it. I'm at, I'm at the rink during the day, and people are requesting it to be played. Um. It's in that scene, even though the CG isn't the greatest, you know, when she's escaping and everything, it's still very like exciting the way the music swells and the emotional payoff with everything. And you get that flashback or you get the Vecna posing as Billy. Nice little Mm -hmm. cameo there. Um, The whole idea of Vecna using these trauma, uh, like these trauma ridden individuals as his victims, like that's so cool to me. And it's it it, like I said, it makes the show a little bit darker because you have these people that have experienced this stuff. Max has a lot of trauma with Billy's death and everything. So she has to work through that. I think it just is. That's a fantastic way to go about this. Yeah. All right. But, it was very. It was a great moment. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Not, is it the most iconic moment of the show now? I'm. I'm trying to think of of this season for sure. Yeah. That's. I mean. That's what everyone's talking about. And, I mean, that really does that whole her whole vision. You know, them trying to save her in the real world and everything. That whole sequence re- like skyrockets that episode. I mean, the rest of the episode is good too. But that's just such a great like twenty minutes or so. And there's really a tension. Like, is she going to die? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Yep. I think we should probably move on. <laughs> so we're not yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, we should. <laughs> we could just start recording next week's episode during this episode. Because we'll just be about the time we record next week by the time we're done with this. All right. Jurassic World Dominion non-spoiler review coming at you hot. All right, finally, our final segment here, um, and uh, not our final uh, the segment. worst one. What? Not our final segment. Okay, final thing we're reviewing, yeah. um, and and the worst one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, save the worst for last. Uh, Jurassic World Dominion, the newest, supposedly last film in the Jurassic Park World franchise. Um. As as Kylo Ren said, uh, "Let it die, let kill it if you have die. to," or whatever that line from the Last Jedi that people like or dislike. Um, yeah, uh, this this movie is. <laughs> I I keep like I keep thinking that I I've like forgotten a lot about it, but then whenever I start thinking about it more and more, it comes back to me, and I just I really do not like this movie like at all. This movie sucks. <laughs> It is. I I hated Fallen Kingdom too. I think this is worse. I don't Fallen. remember Fallen Kingdom. Is that See, what that's it's called. The, to to me, I 
I can remember bits of Fallen Kingdom, and while I think that movie is a huge mess and is frankly quite bad, at least there's, like, original ideas there, there's some, you know, like, there's a plot happening, like, (laughs) (laughs) there's a plot happening, I don't know, there's... There's just slightly more to it. I mean, it's it's comparing it's it's comparing two pieces of shit, essentially. Like it's <laughs> I, I'm, I don't like either, but I think this one is just a slight bit worse than that one. Uh, I I don't remember nothing about Fallen Kingdom to say that. All I can tell you is that this movie is terrible. Mm-hmm. It's number one sin. This movie is way too long. Oh yeah. It just goes on forever. And it's one of those, I don't think it's even that long. Was it? It's probably like two hour 15. But it's I one don't of those. Think, like, I thought it was two and a half hours going in, but I don't even think it's that long. But it feels Jurassic World Dominion. Jurassic World Dominions. It's, I guess it is two, two hours 26. Okay. And boy, does it feel like three and a half hours. This movie just goes on and on. It's one of those that you think it's ending, and then there's another thing, and then there's another thing, and then there's there's another big, big dinosaur that you're like, well, that's just the dinosaur that they made for the T-Rex to fight. You're like, well, I guess, what's up? Oh, I was going to say, we haven't read a synopsis, so. Jurassic, so the the synopsis is. I have one pulled up. Fine. Uh, This is a synopsis that doesn't say anything, so uh, just take that for what you will. Four years after the destruction of Ila Nublar, dinosaurs now live and hunt alongside humans all over the world. This fragile balance will reshape the future and determine once and for all whether human beings are to remain the apex predators on a planet they now share with history's most fearsome creatures. That is a nothing, like, synopsis. (laughs) Yeah, It doesn't really tell anything about the plot of this movie. And an even bigger sin... That one, like the one concern that Synopsis shares, is not answered in this movie. Well, I would, I would say it is technically supposed to be answered by the end of this movie, but it, but it, it doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't make doesn't, any sense. Yeah. There's no indication that anything has changed, mm-hmm. so that the the what they show you at the beginning of the movie has changed at all from the end of the movie based on what happens in the film. Mm-hmm. If anything, it's the opposite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, if anything, like the whole... Things seem worse. It's like someone writing a paper and they're like, ev- there's like seven body paragraphs about how McDonald's is better than Burger King. But then the thesis statement is Burger King is better than McDonald's. It's like, that's not what it was about. That's <laughs> not what your movie was about. <laughs> you can't, your thesis statement doesn't match the body paragraphs. Like, what is happening? It's, yeah, um, I mean that's a good way of putting it, and uh, like it's almost like that's bad writing. <laughs> yeah, Chris Pratt. If Chris Pratt tried on this movie, that is sad because his performance is so hollow. I, no, and, I hundred percent think he phoned it in. I think Chris Pratt saw this as a seeking ship and was like, "Well, I'm obligated to do it, but I'm not going to be happy about it." <laughs> like he just seemed like he did not want to be there when you're watching it and i kept getting distracted because like every shot he's in he's like doing like a smolder like he's like his eyes are like narrow and like i'm like what are you doing he's either doing a smolder or like a weird like open mouth like 
yeah kind of surprise thing but yes more of exactly just like resting face and those are the two faces he has for the whole movie yeah yeah i thought it's, bryce dallas howard was fine again she doesn't have anything to do yeah i mean her character is is pretty pathetic in all three movies like she's not one of the better parts but i yeah performance wise i think with what she's given she does good i mean it's probably her best performance out of the three i'll give her that she has i think she has slightly more emotion to work with here that that's a vague compliment i'll give this movie um but yeah i don't know fine she's fine fine aren't there okay (laughs) i just realized this aren't there like kids in the first movie yeah there are what happened to them (laughs) they're not in them anymore i guess like i just remembered that because i'm like i'm trying to think back to jurassic because i don't remember these movies very well because i haven't rewatched them for obvious reasons (laughs) i'm like weren't there like kids in the first one and like what happened to them uh yeah i thought the the clone girl she their performance was fine again nothing to work with it's yeah i mean then they add more side characters it's like i don't even know who you're primary main characters are because you haven't developed them at all you've literally made cardboard cutouts just put them in front of the camera is essentially what they've done with the depth of the characters the clone girl like yeah i agree her performance is fine but they spend so much time in this movie like explaining more about her backstory and i just do not care like i that is the most boring part of this movie to me Honestly, the best character in this movie is the one scientist guy who's like, you know what? I did a bad thing. B.D. Wong. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the guy who's in like all of the movies or whatever. I honestly think he's the most complex character in this movie. Yeah, I I agree. <laughs> but you may think, Holden. He has the closest she's... thing to an arc in this trilogy. <laughs> He's, he's like, like straight up just like evil in Jurassic World or something. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I created the I created this big mon- dinosaur because of money or something. But now he's like, I feel bad. That's an arc, I guess. I'm going to make it up to everybody. Yeah. So you might be thinking, Jimmy, hold on. I mean, I, I still want to go to this movie to see the original gang back at it. You bring back Laura Dern and Sam Neill and um jeff goldblum and that should be fun right except they give them the most boring subplot you could possibly imagine that has hardly anything to do with dinosaurs like they don't even really come into contact with dinosaurs until the very end of the movie it oh my god that that whole plot with the locusts that it's weird because that becomes like the main focus of like the movie uh, aside from and not to, well, we won't spoil anything here because i feel like we're getting close into the the spoiler okay waters. yeah that's fair uh, so the, uh, this whole thing with like locusts and everything and i won't get into it too much but it's like far uh, it's like an issue with farming agriculture stuff and th- this movie about dinosaurs just becomes about big bugs essentially it is why <laughs> There's like the most evil CEO of the most evil company. Who, okay, did you see that apparently he is a callback to the first Jurassic Park or something? That he he's apparently the guy that Wayne Knight's character was in contact with to sell the, the stuff to? No. 
that's apparently who that is. Oh my so. gosh. Great. He is awful. <laughs> he is. <laughs> he, the writing around him is so cringy. It's there was just like some so we- bad. There was so there was that weird moment when um I guess I'm getting into spoilers now. I'll I'll leave it. I'll wait. Are you talking um, about like do you have food? Yeah, that. Yeah. Like, that was what? so weird. <laughs> what was that? Good idea. I was like, is that gonna come into play later? Nope. That's not that's nothing. Okay. I feel like it's Whatever. almost like offensive. Like, let's make fun of people who can't take social cues. Yeah. Like some people right. actually have <laughs> you know conditions that it's hard for them to pick up on things and like i i don't know i i I get it you're trying to develop an out of touch evil ceo billionaire guy but that just seemed not tasteful and really cringy and it was like played off for laughs and nobody laughed No one really laughed much in this movie. I could not believe how many people were at this movie. I was like, what are you doing here? (laughs) Did you see? Okay, this movie apparently is the biggest non-superhero opening weekend since 2019, which admittedly... Bigger than Top Gun? I guess it makes sense it's bigger than Top Gun. I don't think it'll have the staying power, though, because everybody's like, that sucked. Don't go to it. That sucked. (laughs) Yeah, so this movie is doing okay, at least right now, but oh my god. I do want to say it's ironic that this movie is directed by Colin Trevorrow because this, for someone who apparently had a script that was better than the rise of Skywalker for episode nine of star Wars, this was the rise of Skywalker for Jurassic park. Yeah, it was equally as bad and dumb. It's, (laughs) And the more you think about, like, if you want, we'll we'll get more into comparisons with that in spoilers, but the more you think about it after having watched it, the more that comparison becomes apt. Like, it just makes sense. Like, this is, this is worse than Rise of Skywalker, I'll say. I mean, I don't like that movie, but this is worse. (laughs) The Rise of Skywalker, at least, is not long and boring. Yeah, there's a lot, that movie has a lot of things happening in it. It's kind of like, if you... It, like there's enough to just distract you in that movie. This is just nothing. Boring. This <laughs> that is movie, movie at least is well directed. <laughs> <laughs> this is a movie where the entire concept is that there are dinosaurs in the real world now and we don't get that. And they're like, let's go to a sanctuary where all the dinosaurs are contained. Yeah. It, <laughs> <laughs> what? They just go to another park. It, it, like they go to one city and yeah, we see some dinosaurs in that city. But even that, the they dinosaurs- like escaped. Yeah, the dinosaurs you see in that city, they had been let out. So aside from, like, the beginning where there's some, like, news flashes and stuff, and I guess a little bit at the very end, you don't get any sense of the the dinosaurs in this world. No. And it doesn't make any sense. This has been four years. How have dinosaurs repopulated that much? Like, (laughs) there was, like, a small room of dinosaurs that the clone girl let out. Like, how are are there (laughs) dinosaurs everywhere now? The illegal dinosaur trade, Holden. Weren't you paying attention? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't. Gosh. That, this is gonna be the, our longest episode, Holden. <laughs> <laughs> the beginning of this movie. I'm I'm getting really heated about this. The beginning of this movie. We're gonna have to get I, into spoilers soon. Yeah. Um. The beginning of this movie. There's a like a news thing that shows like all oh, the dinosaurs have spread all over. I'm like, how do they get across the ocean? Like, uh, like how do the like illegal dinosaur trade hold in? 
<laughs> I just like I I I get that. I don't I don't think that is a big enough reason. <laughs> it's almost like this movie's stupid. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> it's almost like they should have just made one Jurassic Park movie. Uh, I guess I haven't seen The Lost World fully or three in a long time, but yeah. Uh, I mean, you and I bonded over not hating World. Did we bond over that? Yeah, I feel like one of the first things, like when we first figured out that we both like movies, like we talked about Jurassic World, and we're both like, yeah, we, I don't get the hate for it. It was fine. I don't remember. Uh, did people hate that movie? I feel like, well, I thought I feel people, people are like, oh, it's fine. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like, regardless, we liked it more than the average. I person. thought we bonded over Frozen being a better movie than Tangled. That was also probably part of it. And Bran being the worst character in Game of Thrones before also he got true. even worse. <laughs> uh, anywho, Holden, let's get into spoilers, huh? So we can just just bring this good energy into that, dude. I I cannot wait to mention the worst line in all of uh, like cinema this year um, <laughs> when we get into spoilers. All right, off to spoiler territory for Jurassic World Dominion. If you haven't seen it, don't worry. Just listen. We'll have some fun. <laughs> Save you the just time and to money. Tear into this movie. All right. Um, if you were thinking, boy, I really wanted to see the the, the Joker dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't normally, before we go into spoilers here in a second, I don't no, normally watch the, the YouTube channel Penguin Zero. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Uh, moist Critical. He, he's got guy, the yeah. Moist Meter guy. His review for this movie is hilarious. If you have yeah. not seen it, there were multiple times I was bursting out laughing. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. So check that out if you want to just get an yeah. entertaining review because he he has some really funny observations and <laughs> and uh, jokes that he makes in that. All right, on to spoilers. Here we go. Okay. Uh, so I promised it, so I'll mention it. The uh, I hope you're listening to this. Haven't seen the movie, so I'm going to set it up for you. The worst line in this movie uh, is when. Uh, you know, you got you got uh, Alan Grant, Ellie Sadler. They're back. They're they're gonna meet up with Ian Malcolm back in the in the new park. They meet with him, and Ellie Sadler uh, says uh, that Ian Malcolm slid into her DMs um, <laughs> at some point in the in in like the past twenty years or whatever. And that like almost triggered my fight or flight response at this movie. <laughs> I like wanted to get up and run out. Like it was. <laughs> I was either gonna get up, or leave, or like fight Jimmy. Like that's how I, I just needed to get some energy out here, you know. <laughs> Instead, I just like cringed so hard I almost fell into my seat. It, it was the worst thing I've ever seen uh, in the in the movies this year. It was worse than most of the lines in Morbius, I'd say. Um, so, go with that. Yeah, I guess. Holden, would you rather have to rewatch Jurassic World Dominion <laughs> or Men? Oh, we didn't give our rating. Oh, gosh. Rating time. <laughs> Four. Is that generous? Three. Three out of yeah. ten. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll give... I, I guess there's some it. action sequences that are okay. Three out of ten. I Yeah, three is accurate for me, too. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, 
I think I would rather rewatch Morbius because Morbius is like I, I said men, bad. men. I'd much rather rewatch Morbius than this. Men yeah. are this because I think both are excruciating to watch. This are men. Yeah. Uh, crap. Um, I like. I guess men. Men is shorter, right? Men is it's shorter. Forty-five minutes shorter, and I think it's. So, more you could just laugh at some of the parts in it yeah you're wasting less time with men even if it feels long um there's some like sporadic okay elements to that movie um unlike this one which really doesn't have very many at all i mean i guess you could just doze off during the the boring parts and you get the charm of the original cast jeff goldblum sam neill really struggling to maintain his american accent <laughs> i like i'm like like the first scene he's in i'm like he is really having a hard time sounding like an american <laughs> like well don't even have him do it at some point just let him talk in his normal voice and just say i spent a lot of time in the uk <laughs> digging up bones um oh i i, I do um want to mention with that first scene with him also in a very terrible line that i pointed out to you after the movie <laughs> is when ellie sadler uh brings the locust it is like once his expert opinion you know uh and the first thing that he says is like wow it's it's that's huge it's a locust all right like yep we we got that dude <laughs> it's a big loc. i'm pretty sure she figured that I'm pretty out. pretty sure Great. sure ali sattler with her phd was able to piece that one together yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh it, i mean it, we kind of mentioned it but in, in non-spoilers but it's just in general the dialogue in this movie is very bad there's lots of like cringy callbacks I'm sorry. I'm just laughing at the moment they kissed, and our up audience did like a half-hearted applause. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, okay. So I felt like Raylo. The, only yeah. it wasn't as bad as Raylo. It wasn't as bad as Raylo. I well, no one clapped in the theater for Raylo for me. I don't know about you. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, for those of you who are hopefully listening to this and have not seen the movie, good for you. But. Um, yeah, at the end of the movie, Ellie Sadler, Alan Grant, you know, lots of tension, whatever, over the course of the series. They finally kiss. Well, okay. Um, it, it is, like, so awkward. It's this weird thing. It feels really forced and, like, fan servicey <laughs> and just stupid. And there's, like, several people in our theater that started clapping. And it was the most awkward it thing. It was, like, a half-hearted sm- smattering of claps, though. It was just, like, a... Oh, 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 and it, oh, and oh. It, it was, like, more <laughs> awkward because you could tell that half of the audience was, like, us. They were just, like, like this is this sucks. This is dumb. <laughs> Why is it? <laughs> you guys are still awake? Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh god just all all the callbacks in this movie are so cringy and not even just in the dialogue but the visual stuff too like the the shaving cream can yeah that was dumb so i guess that's why he had it i was like why does he have the shaving cream can yeah i I think still get to isla nublar and (laughs) pick it up i guess i don't know I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. But then he just dies the same way that I was like, well, he's going to die by those one things. And that's exactly what happens. (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) You get, yeah. 
I'm hungry. You got any food? You got my bars? It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. It's, that didn't come into play later. I figured that was going to be like, like maybe he had some like weird, like mad science thing happened to him where he needs to eat. I don't know. Like something related to dinosaurs, like there something there with where that line would come into play. I mean, regardless, it would probably be stupid, but it's even stupider because they don't reference it again. And it's just this awkward moment. Okay. So the whole movie is like, Oh, Ken, I guess the point of the whole movie was, and I didn't even think about it because it really wasn't the whole point of the movie until it was just like, this is the point of the movie at the end of the movie. Um, so the, I guess the beginning of the movie, the question is raised like, oh, these dinosaurs are out there. It seems like a sure mess. Dinosaurs and humans trying to coexist. And then all of a sudden the movie's about locusts <laughs> and this company Biosyn. <laughs> and so they go to learn about this Biosyn company and Clone Girl gets kidnapped. So they also have to save. So Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard, Owen and Claire, whatever their characters' names are. I could not care less at this point. <laughs> they have to rescue her, and that overlaps with the story of Laura Dern and uh, Sam Neill trying to figure out what's going on with Bios, and they intersect with Jeff Goldblum, who slides into Laura Dern's DMs. And Laura Dern just carries around a book with her or her his book with her all the time. Um, <laughs> and those stories intersect. And that's what the movie kind of comes about is they need to stop the terrorist with the locust, not the terrorist, sorry, the stop the evil CEO who is trying to force everybody to buy his crops <laughs> because the locust won't eat his crops. Um. <laughs> I guess is the the idea there. That okay. seems highly illegal. Okay, another just quick stupid. Why why are they not like prehistoric locusts? Like like if nothing else, you could have it tie into the fact that this is all about like prehistoric stuff. But as far as I can tell, they're just genetically altered like normal locusts to be big. Yeah. It's so dumb. And then <laughs> And then Laura, so they're researching that and the locusts get out and that's going to end the world because of the food supply because our food's food won't be able to eat or whatever. Mm -hmm. Our food won't be able to eat its food. I don't, whatever they say in the movie. Yeah, something like that. Um, so that's, and, and, and Owen and Claire are going to save the clone girl. And so, and then that all resolves and you got your big T-Rex fight at the end. And teamwork makes the dream work because apparently dinosaurs team up with each other. I I made the point to you that it was like a fighting game at the end there with them because it was like I was like it, it's an Arkham Knight combo yeah. where with Nightwing <laughs> and Batman press the left bumper. It was just like oh they're okay so the big the Joker uh, is fighting the T Rex. <laughs> um, <and> Joker. <laughs> And, and as soon as he defeats the T-Rex, it's like, oh, a new challenger approaches. It's this big guy with claws, with big claws, um, which I don't. It's a cool. That's a cool like dinosaur design. If that's a real dinosaur, like cool. Good job. Yeah, like nature. we got to give it feathers. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, that whole that whole ending scene that was like the worst action scene in the movie honestly that was it was like weirdly short like for being the yeah. end 
and it was just like so it looked so fake too it yeah. looked way more fake than like even the ending of the previous two jurassic world movies um but i i will say i think the only action scene honestly that worked at all for me was like when they're in that like other city and like there's chase it, there's the yeah there's the chase there's even like when the, she closed kinda, lines the raptor that's stupid but i mean the chase is okay overall there's some like hand-to-hand stuff in that shop which is all right but that's about what i'll give it that's like the only thing that semi worked for me otherwise i mean they they you know they paid off the promise of laser targeted rapper rappers raptors is that uh, in the first one or the second one i think it's the first one so there's some payoff there i guess it's still stupid but it's there okay i have to pee so badly right now i don't know if you're looking at zoom but i am dancing around like a chimpanzee on cocaine so i'm gonna go do that real quick and then we'll continue our jurassic world dominion discussion because i don't want to have to cut it short god forbid (laughs) all right here we go i'll be back i don't know if uh jimmy's gonna cut out all of this um uh but yeah jurassic world sucks uh i'm gonna move it down to a two out of ten <laughs> okay we're back all right jimmy i peed and pooped a little bit i looked down it looked like the uh black adam trailer <laughs> great <laughs> full circle holden <laughs> um yeah, what uh, what else to cover with this movie? Everything sucks. Oh, I was going to say, so I was talking about everything that happens during the movie. And mm. the end of the movie is, yes, dinosaurs and people can coexist. And it's all these epic shots. And literally the last shot of the movie, we talked about a Rise of Skywalker comparison. It is the Jurassic World version of the last shot of the Rise of Skywalker. I can't even remember what happened. What is the last shot of this? It's the triceratops with the elephants in like, and then the sun sunset in the background. It looks like Ray and BB eight standing in front of the, uh, binary sunset. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, so, and, and like I said, the whole movie didn't talk about humans and dinosaurs coexisting at all. No. All they said it was it doesn't work. <laughs> and then now <laughs> and then it's at the end works. it just does work. <laughs> Nothing yeah, <it's>... changed. <laughs> Except that sanctuary got destroyed and the dinosaurs could live there that were already there, but the other dinosaurs weren't already there. I'm I'm gonna argue that uh, a more Rise of Skywalker comparisons. Um, the new having a new park is the equivalent to just bringing back Palpatine for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> like the just new park comes out of nowhere. Okay, cool. It wasn't a park. I guess it was just a sanctuary. Yeah, but I mean, it serves the same purpose. Yeah, uh, they just go to be terrorized by dinosaurs in an enclosed environment that they can't get out of. Yeah somehow jurassic park has returned (laughs) (laughs) i oh uh, i do want to mention uh the pilot character in this who i completely forgot about until like five minutes ago uh is like the worst character in this 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 movie she changes her whole character motivation because she sees the clone girl from a distance Mm -hmm. 
and she doesn't do anything how did she know she was they were doing anything with her how did she like yeah like she she has no reason to turn and they take they like make no effort to explain her turn um and even beyond that she she has no backstory we know that she was okay she was in the military that's all we know about her there's no this character is nothing (laughs) essentially it's so like I, nothing against the actress obviously she does i think she does fine with what she's given but it, it is it's she just, looked cool yeah yeah cool costuming and everything i i think they were trying to really go with like a female version of chris pratt's character but chris pratt's character is already boring and like so you just make this other character who's even less established and it's just bleh <laughs> oh man what a time. What a time to go to the theaters. Um, I mean, it got some funny uh, Jeff Goldblum. You know, I mean, he just talks funny, so everything he's in is gold. Um, classic Jeff Goldblum. I, I won't really give that to the movie, though. I kept thinking of him in his Boss Baby 2 role. <laughs> I kept just hearing <laughs> that Boss Baby that. guy. Um, yeah. Sure. I... Oh, man, I just feel bad for like, obviously, those legacy characters came back because they got paid a lot of money. But that is honestly just very sad for them. They did them dirty. Yeah. And those characters, they like they didn't grow at all. Like they didn't grow really past what we like how they finished in the previous series. As far as I can remember, I guess. Oh, Alan Grant, you know, they, they gave into their feelings for each other or whatever. You know okay. what they should have done? They just should have made Jurassic Park 4. Yeah. They should have just made Jurassic Park ends or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Not included Claire and Owen, two characters nobody gives a flip about. Mm-hmm. And just do it with the original cast. Have, you know, they whatever, they make another Jurassic Park. I don't know. Who cares? Anything. <laughs> Not even in the same continuity. Just retcon the other two. And if Anything. that's that's what you want to do, just do that. Yeah. I don't know. Or they <laughs> no, should have I... just not made anything. Yeah, honestly. I, I am so glad this is the last one, supposedly. And I really hope that past this first weekend that word of mouth spreads and no one goes and sees it. Because I want this to flop. I don't want, this, I don't want them to be encouraged to make any more let this series die as i said at the beginning well i mean it's like you get desensitized to it too because like the dinosaurs are already out Mm -hmm. what else can happen with the dinosaurs yeah nothing literally nothing apparently because they just talk about locusts (laughs) it's so my like i i guess i didn't necessarily expect them to like kill the dinosaur all the dinosaurs or anything but like there's just no problem that is solved regarding that. And that's like what this whole like trilogy has been building towards is that them finally getting out into the wild and at, oh, whatever. <laughs> God, nothing is done with it. And we keep saying that that is like the biggest sin of this movie. Nothing is done with a concept that could work for if nothing else an entertaining blockbuster. And there's absolutely no way that governments around the world would just allow these 
apex predators just roam around freely in the world without yeah. being contained. I don't understand what little we we hear about them in the real world. They're like, oh, it took us like like two years to catch that T Rex. Why? Like, I mean, I I get it's big. <laughs> Sure, like I'm, it'll take you a while, I'm sure, but it's one, it can't be hard to track. Two, just tranquilize it, yeah, to oblivion, just trank it a bunch. Like it cannot be that hard to catch the T Rex. They, the, I, I keep going off on these rants with this movie. I hate this movie. I, I'm moving this down to a two out of ten. This movie sucks. Uh, this movie, this series has such a fascination with the T-Rex just oh. because it's iconic to the first movie, but it feels so out of place in all of these subsequent like Jurassic World movies. The first one, fine. It defeats the, the Indominus Rex or whatever. I can live with that. But it, each of these movies has that moment and it's who, who cares? We've seen a T-Rex before. The T-Rex is like so inconsequential to the rest of this movie. And then it's, it's, a, it's a deus ex machina. I like, I'm gonna be honest, the olden. I was like glowing when when my boa came in T Rex at the. I'm like I have sat through two and a half hours of this crap to get to this moment. So I am gonna watch a T Rex beat up on some Joker dinosaur, <laughs> and that is gonna be that better be worth the price of admission. It wasn't, but it was better than anything else I watched in that movie. I know you're like eh, blah, blah, blah. I. It, that was my favorite part of the movie was that's my okay. boy throwing down throwing hands. That's fair. Throwing very small arms at other dinos. I like the T-Rex moment. Yes, they've done it literally <laughs> in every movie. Um, but hold on. We have not mentioned one of the greatest sins of this movie. And the meme that we were making throughout is the hand thing. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Apparently, oh, all you need to do is that. to stop a dinosaur is just hold out your hand. And it got to the point where Holden and I were just making fun of it because, like, a dinosaur is coming towards a character, and we were like, we just like jokingly held out our hands in front of us and started laughing. And then the characters do that, and the dinosaurs inexplicably <laughs> just stop. Yeah, I mean, okay, like in the first movie, I can buy it because I mean, whatever. Chris Pratt is a trainer. Work- yeah, he's a trainer. He's been working with Blue. Um, he doesn't do it all the time in the movie. He does it like a handful of times, maybe, and it's always no with intended. Blue. What? No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> and he only does it with Blue. Fine. Whatever. I can buy that. I don't remember if it's used more than that in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, but in this, it's just an inexplicable, like, fail-safe weapon they can use against any dinosaur. Because if you just hold up your hand, I guess they'll stop. These dinosaurs real respectful of your, uh, you know, your privacy, your personal space, your personal bubble. Yeah, it's 2022. The dinosaurs respect your personal space. Yeah, it's it's so it's so dumb. I mean, I I don't know if anyone who's listening to this doesn't know this franchise even knows what we're talking about when we mention the hand thing because obviously you can't see us doing it into the camera to each other. <laughs> but, but imagine uh, just extending your hand out to someone saying like stop. Yeah, yeah, basically. That is what they do to the dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. Every every time throughout this movie. Every dinosaur that comes towards them. (laughs) Oh man. Um other stupid moment, uh, when Claire first crash lands and there's the introduction of the dinosaur with the long claws. Um, why does she not just stay up in the tree until it leaves? I guess because she can't move and it's it could eat like it was at like mouth she was at mouth level so if it saw her you just eat her 
I guess. I I feel like it's just such a big risk, though. I mean, I don't know. It, I don't care. <laughs> also, that scene, I mean, another part of that scene is like, oh, the dinosaur is just, just happens to be following her, even though she's like being pretty silent. Yeah. Oh, okay. well. Whatever. <laughs> uh, do we want to quickly cover how uh, inconsequential the Joker dinosaur is? <laughs> sure um so i think we've mentioned it on the podcast and like toms or something but it, colin trevorrow previously has come out and said that the big dinosaur in this movie is the joker of the jurassic world franchise which what i don't that remember mean? its name either it's got a really dumb name it, gigantic i'm gonna say gigantosaurus i know that's not exactly it but it has gig at the beginning because it's supposed to be big I'm going to say Gigantosaurus. It's like Giganotosaurus. I think okay. that's what it is. Giganotosaurus or something. Okay. Anyway, yeah. So he's like, oh, this is this movie's Joker, which people were making fun of him for because it's a dinosaur. Like, what's it going to do? And it is somehow <laughs> even more <laughs> underwhelming than I was expecting. Like, I'm this, telling this, you, you got to watch that Penguin Zero review. Have you seen it? I have. I, I guess I don't Hilarious. remember. I don't remember exactly what he says. About He's like, it. it doesn't. It's not like the Joker at all. It doesn't critique society. It doesn't wear <laughs> face makeup. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so like this. This dinosaur is less of an antagonist than the other dinosaurs, which were already poor. But those at least had more presence in the other movies: the Indominus Rex, the Indoraptor, whatever. Like. Those were better. I weird thing to say. Those were better dinosaur antagonists than this one. This one just shows up like twice in the movie, and who cares? Like it's, it's not even. It's just a big. It's not even like genetically engineered. Like I was fully expecting that to be the case, but it's just a big dinosaur. Okay. You made Feels a less threatening than the dinosaur? other two. What? You made a promise to the dinosaur. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, the Death Star again. They just have yeah. another Death Star. They just have a thousand billion star destroyers, Holden. <laughs> yeah, and now the stormtroopers wear red, so now you know that they're they're real serious <laughs> Sith troopers. I forgot about that until I just played through Rise of Skywalker on Lego Star Wars. I forgot Sith troopers were a thing. But <sighs> I've been like tempted to rewatch Rise of Skywalker just because I'm like. Is it like I'm just out of curiosity? I'm well, it's better now. than this. I'm hundred percent. I'm bet. I will bet money on that. I'm pretty sure I gave that movie a four out of out of ten. So I'm I'm retroactively giving that movie a four out of ten, <laughs> even though you haven't seven. seen it since it came out. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, just since. Holy smokes! The more I thought of it, I'm like, this is dumb. <laughs> I've. It is my least favorite Star Wars movie. Yeah, mine too. I put it uh, behind Solo. I want to rewatch Solo. I feel like I would not hate it as much a second time, or dislike it as much a second I time. I don't think I would either. I liked it when it came out. I was like, oh, this is a good movie. That's mm-hmm. not great. It's good. Uh, what, do we have anything else to say about this? Uh, the movie's too dark sometimes. I'll say that. Oh, but. yeah. I was going to say that too. Too, too gosh darn dark. It's like from a like cinematography standpoint, this movie is for the most part like passable. But there are yeah, towards the end of this movie, it just gets way too dark. And they try to illuminate it with fire, which the fire is just a non-threat. I figured it was going to be a bigger problem, but it's not at all. Um, 
It's just to make it look kind of cool, which it kind of does. But well, they have like, to. I guess they have to move the dinosaurs into like the interior space. Yeah, which is why they had the big dino fight. Yeah, that's true. Got a Noah's Ark it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> oh, uh, the last thing I wanted to mention was the music. I love myself some Michael Giacchino. This score sucked. I <laughs> thought it was. Yeah bad i remember liking the music a lot to fallen kingdom the amount of times it was almost the jurassic park theme in this movie and it just wasn't was it laughable. never really goes full jurassic park theme there is like i think there's a moment with some of the original cast where it does like two measures or four measures but yeah that's as as much as it goes until the end credits they just play it i'm like well, why don't you just i know you don't want to be like derivative I also but, feel like the version they played during the end credits was bad. <laughs> like, I don't really remember it, but I feel like it was just a bad, like, arrangement or, or performance of it. I don't I don't specifically recall that. But I just remember, it, like, it was comical how many times it was almost the Jurassic Park thing. Particularly at the beginning of the movie, where it was, like, these dialogue scenes. It would just be in the background. And I'm like, it was so distracting how close it would be. It'd be like, na, na, na. Na 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 na. <laughs> just na 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 na. I'm like, what is happening? What is going on? Just use it or don't, please. Michael, you've done better work. Michael. Um. <laughs> All right, I'm done. Let's. Go I'm on. done too. All right, sweet. Uh, Holden, what the heck is? What the heck are you doing? <laughs> What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? Well, first and most important thing that I've done this week, Jimmy. Um, so I, I was at a bachelor trip this weekend. And one of the things that we ended up doing just throughout the weekend was watch all four Alvin and the Chipmunks movies. Oh, my gosh. Were they were any of them worse than Jurassic World? whatever this one's called dominion um i four was was pretty bad i'm not sure i would rate any of them lower than jurassic world dominion i mean i get i'm giving that movie a two out of ten so that would have to be like a like a movie with no redeeming qualities i see the, what i will give alvin and the chipmunks very fun to watch while you're drunk um <laughs> very fun to watch with people while you're drunk because you just kind of yell out at people you get to the point where you know the the guy is about to yell Alvin, and we're all yelling it. Oh man, it's it was like watching the room at the State Theater. Sometimes it was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I did that. Um, oh, the big movie though that I'm I'm so glad I finally watched uh, Gone Girl. Oh yeah, I finally watched that. I loved that movie. Oh my god, I I. Like, I feel like that movie has been spoiled for me, like, three or four different times, but each time it's, like, not really this, like, a spoiler. Like, it's, I don't know, it's, I, I thought I knew where that movie was going, like, multiple times. Like, I was like, oh, I think this is what happens, and it's just not, or it kind of is, but it's different. It's, like, a weird, it's, like, a movie that I feel like is kind of hard to spoil in some ways. Um, yeah, it is. But, it, it It feels like different movies at times. Mm-hmm takes huge shifts shifts yeah 
Uh, but I I loved that movie. I, it makes me just more excited for that David Fincher's next movie is also like another another thriller from him because those are consistently very good. And, um, I only saw it one time with my mom, <laughs> which was awkward. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was a very good movie that I just did not enjoy. Oh. <laughs> See, I like this is I this is one of my like favorite movies I've seen in a while. Actually, I I really dug this. Um, my favorite movie I've seen in a while is Jurassic World Dominion. <laughs> nice, <laughs> thank you. Um, and then oh, I also watched uh, F for Fake. Have you heard of this? I feel like I've heard of it, but I I don't know what it is off the top of my head. So it's like uh a pseudo documentary thing that Orson Welles made about this art like forger. I think he made this in the seventies and he, he's like the narrator. He hosts it, whatever it it is. Like it is unlike any movie I've ever seen in terms of just structure. And <laughs> yeah, thanks Jimmy. I see that. Um, sorry. Emily <laughs> was calling me in the middle of the podcast. I'm like, we're still going. Oh, Sorry. You sent that to me. I sent that to you. That was supposed to be to Emily. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were sending that to me as like a as like a subtle message. <laughs> wrap like it up, Holden. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Anyway, that's uh, funny. Uh, yeah, yeah, hold on. I'm trying to give you a hint here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I F just is, I do F is for freaking too long. Wrap it up, Holden. I no, I like this documentary though. I think you should watch it. It is I like this movie is I like the ending is so wild. It is a documentary, but it it just goes in a weird direction and it's kind of it has like a weird really fast pace to it that it's kind of hard to keep up with at first, but it's only an hour and a half long, so it's not much of a time commitment on HBO Max. It's very interesting. Um Good movie, anyway. Um, and then aside from that, almost done with Lego Star Wars. I've almost 100%ed it. I'm so close, Jimmy. I'm so close. I might have done it by next week, although I am busy this weekend, so we'll see. Um, and yeah, just been watching more Better Call Saul. I think I'm halfway through season three now. Nice. Um, getting very interesting. Getting interesting. You got to catch up. I've had <laughs> requests from people. That we need to review it on the podcast. So you need to catch up, buckle. Look, I, I'm trying, okay? I, <laughs> a little less Lego Star Wars, a little more Better Call Saul. Okay. All right. Um, I think that's it, though, for me. A little, about le- you, Jimmy? A little less spending time with your friends and family and loved ones. A little more Better Call Saul, okay? Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. I don't really... I, I finally finished the Return of the Jedi and Lego Star Wars. That game, it has not hooked me for whatever reason like i think it's fun but it's not i don't feel like i play it for 45 minutes so i'm like yeah that's enough for today fair enough i just like i i wish they had spent more time designing the levels than the worlds personally mm-hmm. but i that's just me for everything i i prefer more linear game experiences i understand that i'm in the minority uh when it comes to that for a lot of people uh, i typically agree with you yeah and uh emily and i watched an episode of the crown for like the first time in three months it was very good (laughs) nice um and i'm trying to think if i did anything else i probably did but it's we're like two and a half hours into this thing so (laughs) 
I can just say it next week if something comes to mind. Is this the longest episode? Yeah, this has to be. I I know we had like a long one about The Last of Us. We've had we've had one or two long ones since too that I feel like is is pretty comparable. But I don't know. If we keep talking, it's going to be long that's for <laughs> sure. Uh, let's not break this record for a while, huh? All right, I'm I'm cool with that. All right, oh. maybe Jurassic World was a little better. We wouldn't have so much stuff to say about it. <laughs> I do okay. I want to say, uh, you did. You didn't happen to watch the first episode of Miss Marvel, did you? No. Okay. I, I kind of like it actually. I like. I was. We're not, not excited. reviewing it live, real time. Sorry. No, Michael. I'm not. I just. I'm saying. Like, the, I think this show has some potential. Okay. I, keep it. Keep an eye out. Maybe when TV shows slow down a bit, we can cover it. Yeah. I, well, we'll but, we will do the, the season recap. We just yeah. have way too much going on now. Yeah. So. Yeah. What are we doing next week, Holden? Um, next week is Lightyear, I believe. Um, so finally, we got that new Pixar movie. We'll be also uh, doing episode five of both Obi-Wan and The Boys. Much more excited for one than the other. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but aside from that, if you want to leave us a if you want to leave us a request, you can do so by giving us a five star review on iTunes or by emailing us at tompodcast at gmail.com or by donating to our Patreon. Yeah. All right. Thank goodness. Put this one in the box. I'm trying to look through quickly at all our episodes and see which one's the longest, but it's taking, I think, okay, so we did Mandalorian <laughs> chapters 13 and 14, Mank on Netflix and Citizen Kane. That was a two hour and five minute puppy and then i think we had another one two hours i think it was like a last of us the devil all the time in the leftovers review was two hours and two minutes and the last of us was two hours and 21 two hours and 21 seconds we also reviewed velocipaster the last of us part two and velocipaster so good times this is definitely the longest by a lot let's not (laughs) break this record ever uh with that being said adios pantalones see you next week love you that one movie podcast. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>